2: Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered.
3: Welcome to the friend
2: zone. Every time Friends I'm I'm in the zone. zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco,
0: also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Let's
4: start the show. zone.
2: Can you please
3: escort this lady over here, out? (laughs) That's right. And the lady that she was talking about is moving because the fat lady has sung, and this is the end. Now, the lady that—that was Miss Juicy, by the way. That was a scene from uh, Little Women Atlanta, okay, where Miss Juicy was having Miss Minnie rest in peace to her thrown out of an event, right? Legendary scene from legendary reality TV um, participants. But it applies this week because we have seen the the exodus, the exit, the firing, the throwing out of none other than Fox News' own Tucker Carlson. Now, I don't know. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Hopefully you ain't familiar with them at all. okay? and they say (laughs) ignorance is bliss. And this would be an example of that. However, unfortunately, we've all been... I had our faces washed with the with the dirty wash rag of Tucker Carlson's lies on Fox News, lies wow. that just resulted in a seven, almost seven hundred and eighty million dollar payout
4: Sheesh, for lying about the Dominion mind. voters.
3: That's right, that's right, goddamn it! But you ain't, cause you're down with me, and we tell the truth about <laughs> shit. This motherfucker been lying for years. Not only has he lied, spewed lies, hate propaganda, lied about what happened on January 6th, and them crazy motherfuckers that performed an insurrection. Okay. Mm-hmm. He lied about it and said they was tourists. It's all it's laugh. It's so bad not. that it's laughable. Well, yeah, they were sightseeing. He said they were sightseeing.
2: <laughs> You almost got to laugh. You have to,
3: you know, but it's time that he had to go for all his years and fears and his tears. Scaling the damn thing. (laughs) Scaling the shit. Killing uh, fucking beating up the security. Shitting shitting in
2: people's De- on people's desks,
3: Like the Tourism. fucking animals that they are. You know what I'm saying? And now they all doing that Spider-Man shit where they pointing the finger at each other because they all getting, <laughs> you know, Kamala and them, you can mm-hmm. say what you want, but if you've really been paying attention to some of the things that the Biden administration has accomplished, one of those things is holding the the red uh, sole, leathery, pale, pasty <laughs> feet to the fire of those, those mongrels that were participating in the insurrection on January 6th. Um, And anyway, Tucker Carlson has been lying for years with his scraggly hound dog, wonder years looking ass. He looked like one of the, he looks like a grown up kid. So what would you do if I say it? He looked like one of them characters. You know, back in the sixties, they had that shaggy dark haircut. You know, he got that mop. It looked like the shit, you know, you know a tank cover set on a toilet in, a, in an old person's house. They put that carpet cover on a toilet lid and the tank and where the handle is, you can't hardly flush it cause it get caught up in all that carpet on the set. Right? Well, the way that that encapsulates and covers the (laughs) twank is the way that his wigs come (laughs) over his head, okay? Tucker Carlson, you may end up landing somewhere else. (laughs) What would you do if I got throughout two? They threw his ass out. And he didn't know what was coming. He literally said, I see, we'll be back on Monday. And on Monday is when it hit the trades, baby. Okay? <laughs> you won't be back at all. Yeah. And now, yes, he, he will find somewhere to land because we live in a terrible yeah, society. You mm-hmm. know? And I'm not a person who, I don't mind nobody having different opinions than me, especially when it comes to politics. You're going to have people who have the opinions that they have for the reasons that they have, and that's fine. What my problem comes is when that, that shit becomes harmful to other people in ways like him being a liar. And that's when we can take issue with that. And that's why we can talk about him and say he looks like he was from Stand By Me or the Goonies. One of the movies about preteens that sweat a lot and be outside with tans and dirty hair need to be washed. That's how it looks. He looks like he literally has a matted, matted oh motherfucking mange, mange, it, what, what sets into a dog's hair. That's what it looks like has locked in on his scalp and we don't have to see it anymore. And here's the good thing. And then I'm gonna let this go. Right. It's not about him being ousted from his position because he definitely they they. You remember at the beginning of the Fresh Prince, not the reboot, the knee boot, the original. (laughs) But... (laughs) I just made that up. (laughs) But in the original Fresh Prince, they threw jazz out the front door. That's what Fox News did to Tucker Carlson's ass. And you know, he yelled just the same way, but offbeat and white. Ah! That's how he yelled when they threw him out. (laughs) He
0: yelled like (laughs) then.
3: But... (laughs) Even though he'll land somewhere else, getting Heidi. fired, Heidi. Heidi ah. Shout out to Dean for doing what we all do to Giselle. But even though he'll land somewhere else, things like this are a blow to the ego of people right. that lack character like him. And so just like. Especially um,
2: being the top, one of the top shows on the network. Oh my God,
3: for multiple years, right? And mm-hmm. and, and beating Scandals involving sexist texts, um, harmful policies to other, you know, staffers. There's been so much shit that has gone down over there at Fox News and related to Tucker Carlson's employment there.
2: And He's dodged them all, but yeah. this
3: one—that's 780 million dollar payout. Okay, mm-hmm. they said you're gonna get out. Okay, and so <laughs> we love to see it. And like I said, even though he'll land somewhere else uh, in a cesspool of lies and 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 a gateway to hell. Guess what, bitch? You still got fired and your ego is bruised. And that's what matters most to a pompous, arrogant, nothing-ass, peck-a-wood motherfucker like you. And so, see ya, bitch. Security, escort this lady out. And on that note, welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental <laughs> wellness, and truth. Okay? Because who in the hell wants lies? Hey friend, mm. hey Asante. Mm-hmm. how you doing? And happy birthday, Francesca! Happy, happy birthday to you! To Thank
2: you. Friend. We love um, you so much. Another year older. Thank you. I love you guys too. We so love
3: you birthday. so much. Twenty five. We also celebrate you because not only is it your birthday, and you know you celebrating all month. I don't give a damn if it's only what six oh, you days You know how we the, do. You're still celebrating
2: day, but, too.
4: Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, Yeah.
3: So the thing is, we're still celebrating you, and not only are we celebrating your birthday, we're also celebrating you and our family, Crystal, okay? On your your sweep of podcast (laughs) award season, okay?
2: (laughs) So awesome. wow. We know
3: that you just won a yes. Signal Award, okay, for mm-hmm. best duo, which we're so excited about. And you all are the yes. best duo, the best pairing. I, I trust both of y'all. Y'all know my secrets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <And then> also, <laughs> also, y'all won both of your Webby Award nominations. You fucking yes. swept the Webby's for season five of your Insecurity podcast. Give it up, goddamn it! Yes. Don't just clap with your hands, clap yes. with your butt. Throw it in a circle, god damn it, because they won, okay? For the
2: ladies. We did. Thank y'all to those of you who voted, because obviously we couldn't have done it without y'all. Yeah. It was also like a people's choice thing, and we won the TV and film category and the entertainment category. So thank you so much. Well deserved. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, fuck
4: yeah. So you well know, deserved. We love
2: Crystal it. and I have been having a rough couple of weeks on personal level, mm-hmm. so this, we were just saying off the record mm-hmm. that we... We needed this dopamine hit. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're very thankful. You
3: earned it too.
2: We yeah, and we worked hard. Mm-hmm, and I'm actually really mm-hmm. happy that our whole team gets to celebrate this because mm-hmm. we worked very hard on that show for five years. So yeah. shout out Krista. Yes. I love you. my Yay. girls, I love y'all. Thank you, right? I love Thank you guys. It
0: makes me happy. Thank you y'all seriously, yeah. seriously, seriously deserve. Thank I mean you. <laughs> I'm what a moment that show was for the culture But fun, what a moment and it was you fun. two yeah. continue to be like individually <laughs> on these platforms and then to watch y'all form up together on the side like Voltron. Yeah. And that shit was super awesome and I love this for y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: getting to work with my friends is just kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, everything I do it's always my friends are a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we do this, security with Crystal, I was on tour with Haas with the retreats, like, Illuminating. I keep that close intersectionality. to my chest. Illuminating intersectionality with Jade mm-hmm. and Kia for Target. Like, everything is usually really close to my chest and to be able to excel... And do that, it's like one more could wanna ask for Period. So I'm really right. excited. Thank you. Y'all
3: thanks. uh y'all uh,
0: <laughs> let them have it. <laughs> oh my God. It's the it's the particular pause every time.
2: It was the finger for me.
0: <laughs> I love thank to thank you
2: it. and then my birthday was cute um y'all know i was gonna do some oregon shit <laughs> because i couldn't leave because my schedule has been kind of tight and that made me very sad because i did not want to be in the country but it's okay i'm gonna leave in june so close enough um but yeah we we were supposed to do a hot air balloon yes. that flew oh. over this field, this flower uh, flower farm. Mm. It's just fields and fields of flowers. Oh, a dream. But because of the weather, the, the sky was a little too overcast. Just wasn't safe enough for the hot air balloons. But we still hung out. With the flowers and the fields, and like walking through them, it was you know. The me. Lord I
3: wanted having. you to have a better view of the flowers, so He said, "You okay. know what? He started pulling them strings, cutting the lights off in the sky. <laughs>
2: you
3: know what? God damn it, keep them close." So that's you it. know. You
2: know, it was so trippy too. You know, rarely do you not have your phone charged. Mm-hmm. All of our phones were dead. It was the weirdest thing. <sighs> no I was like so we only got like maybe two or three minutes of pictures and content and then our phones were dead. And I was like, you know what? I actually appreciate yeah, that because yeah. mm-hmm. there's an element of having to stay present instead yeah. of trying to get the right shot. For On your
3: birthday, it means On so much more. Birthday. Yeah.
2: So that was like trippy, kind of weird, uh, but it worked out and it was a better, much better experience because we literally got to chill and like actually enjoy what was happening in real time instead mm-hmm. of through our phones so mm-hmm. i kind of like that cuz you know how they say or not they i say <laughs> <laughs> how you start your birthday that tone is set for what yeah. you want your new year to feel you know so i kind of feel like that was a message you know to be more present yeah, i was in, in the general.
4: club
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey that's going to be a good year you living <laughs> you said you want to be with your friends more yeah. Partying yeah. more
4: <laughs>
3: I was in the club. Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And
3: I'm <laughs> but I Crystal was with me, so you know what I'm saying. Okay. Like she drew On You couch know and... what I'm saying? Like, yes, a lot of my friends. It was it was family. You know, people you know, that came in. It was a good thing. So it was, it was full
2: thing. of love and celebrating you. Thank what more you. could you ask? See COVID how you see COVID
3: how you always things. just get the vision. Just, just clean about.
2: it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had so much fun. And I'm I'm looking forward to the weather changing. Mm. I know New York weather has been changing the weather here. He is finally starting to warm up. I'm so happy. Yeah, well, no, they don't know
3: what it
0: want to do. Out I know what
3: I wanted to do. <laughs> okay. okay, I wanted to fucking pass through this 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 pollen plagued
4: oh, period. Yeah, allergies. Okay, okay? I'm has.
3: right. Even right now, it literally feels like somebody has a feather rubbing it across the tip of my (laughs) nose right now. That's literally how it feels.
2: So your allergies hit your nose? Do do your eyes eyes
3: My eyes, Mm -hmm. y'all know. My eyes will swell shut in a minute, be pink. I'll be walking around looking like I'm on The Simpsons. I already got a big head. I'll be walking around looking like I'm on The Simpsons for real. Like... (laughs) And I'm just so over it because of my allergies. I, and I'm the I one who walk around makes like... certain
2: people more susceptible to allergies than others. Because I have I only had one year, and it was maybe a couple years ago that I experienced allergies.
3: Yeah, you know, this has been my... This is what a Quiet Say Married to Medicine. This is my show. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. I've been dealing with this shit since I was a child. I cannot oh, be around fresh-cut grass. And <gasps> I actually was a kid who loved cutting the grass. So I would... Y'all... Y'all just started that mask shit. I was, I've been on that. When it came time to have <laughs> to be outside and do yard work, I would have a mask on because I couldn't breathe in. That shit, cause wow, I mean, The died. histamines, the hist- like you and Keith, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to block out the histamines. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You remember that
0: phrase? <laughs> we was in San Francisco all the time. <laughs> all the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all
4: the time. <laughs> you <all really laughs> remember that? Tay? We did San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Keith <was> about <laughs> the to die. We had to block out them
3: histamines. That's what we had to
0: do. That that's it was the motion wicked histamines. <laughs> that's that's the it.
3: <laughs> it. was like eight o'clock. Remember we God. left that morning early? We was in that hotel. Lobby, <laughs> I looked at Kia. I was, I was, I was a palm sniffer that day. <laughs> I was like, and then Kia. COVID
2: low key had started showing its ass yeah. around that time because yeah. remember, I was sick as a dog. XD was sick as a dog. We, didn't we know where know. it was coming from. We had no idea. We well, you know would have hated my birthday.
0: Oh, and shout out to XD, his birthday coming up too. Happy oh, birthday, right. to
2: XD! I forgot me and him in the same week. with all these April babies. <laughs> The, the talent.
0: talent. In there? Well, I just want to thank God that I don't suffer from the allergies yeah. and I pray that I don't. I know they can develop at any moment in time. So I don't want to just be like, I ain't never getting them in there tomorrow. At you. So, because that should you know, switch
2: up on. I was shocked okay. that one year I got it. I didn't even know it was allergies. I was like, why are my eyes running all the It was it's day? miserable. You were
0: miserable,
3: right? Yeah, it yeah. was
2: terrible. Because it's so, just so itchy and that, that raw feeling of your skin because you're rubbing it all. Oof.
3: That's I why I y'all. cuss motherfuckers out, because I be dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm already
0: like right here.
2: <laughs> On edge. I know that the nerves. problem be
0: bothering y'all, but I, I heard that we need the bees and the bees is dead or something. Man. So, you know, just, you know, mm.
2: Just mm. save the bees. <laughs> For the Don't ecosystem. Blame the bees. I have <laughs> a bee sanctuary in my backyard, so I'm doing my part. Don't. I ain't going to hold you heart 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 at heart this friend.
3: point. Fuck them. <laughs> 'Cause I no. much no. shit as I've been gonna do, I'm a, you know how old I am and I've been doing this shit all my life. You think I give a damn about a a, a, a oval booty ass B
4: I don't give a fuck. I
3: don't give a fuck. You better get that wagon on somewhere. I don't give a damn fuck yet. I, I ain't never got to it. see you again in my life, you black and yellow motherfucker.
0: I hope I, as much as as much Look as I don't let me know damn bees. Why are the all the things in the ecosystem they got to go? Why the flies can't go? Why the rats because can't go? Why can't, go? All, of them, I can't them. all of them. I'm with you when you right. Take them all. I feel like that's yeah. the perfect compromise. Just get the fuck.
3: You know? Cuz I'm 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 about to die you know what no. I'm saying this shit Me is meanwhile I'm
2: back here talking to them asking them what they need what else I'm in the backyard in could house. I do <laughs> I'm sending them to your
3: house I'm be like I know just a person she good she gonna be good to you. <laughs>
2: Ooh. wait but should gonna be good to y'all before <laughs> we jump into the black business um i did also want to thank y'all because uh living for we yes. the NPR podcast was on the new and noteworthy section of the apple podcast <laughs> app too because
3: it is that yeah. oh, it's rough, new girl. and it's noteworthy Yum.
2: I'm just so thankful y'all have really been supporting. I see the comments, the ratings on Spotify, just the sharing, everything, the energy around it. And I will be in Cleveland in a couple of days, literally this Saturday. I feel terrible, too, because I had been telling people about the tickets. And then one of the organizers was like, you realize it sold out last month. So I just want to let you know. (laughs) She was like, because I heard you talking about it. I'm like, oh, Damn. that's great. Thank you. It was small to begin with. I told you all 90. It's like 100 people because mm-hmm. um, they just wanted to keep it intimate so we could ask questions and talk about the production side of running this show and just also giving the Black women in Cleveland an opportunity to discuss, you know, more of the personal things that they're experiencing and mm-hmm. sometimes a smaller space is more allowing mm-hmm. for that type of energy. So I'm excited. I I'm excited it. to see y'all. I haven't had a live event in a couple of years, so I got to warm that up because, <laughs> you know, the guys want to tour. I love
3: soon, it.
0: So. Yes and Because, you know, we we know you miss it, friends. So. Yeah, I do
3: not. And I can't wait. We're yeah, going to reimagine much- our tour situation. It's going to be so uh, good for all of us, and I can't wait to see your outfits, friend.
2: I feel like Dean. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I'm excited about this friend PR situation that's going okay. on. Okay. Um, and I so think Cleveland cute. rocks. It is a Midwestern uh, iconic city. You know, I'm from the yeah. Midwest and you went to college yeah. in Ohio. So you're familiar I with did.
2: all of that. So it's a cute little full circle moment. I saw some of my college peers hit me saying that they're going to pop through. That's wonderful. On some support. So that's really cool. Cleveland, I will see you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I believe the event is from like 3 to 6 p.m. or 3 Good. to 7 p.m. So I'll see you there. I'm really excited to be Hugging y'all and loving up on y'all and just sharing space. Yeah, hey,
3: even if you didn't get a ticket, go up there anyway and no, you, you know didn't. what I'm saying? And stay outside and Let, try to let's see
2: friends. I want I want them to pack it
3: out. Like go on out no. there anyway, be outside, you know, pick it, whatever y'all need to do. I think this is right. great. Yeah.
2: I'll come pick and it. hug and kiss babies. Y'all yeah, know how I do. Yeah. It. Remember when people would come up to us in New York and they'd be like, Fran, you're the only one that lets us hug you, so the rest of y'all would be like, don't touch me. <laughs> Chris would be like, y'all wow. already know. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, okay. You I already like know. The people and shit, you know what I'm saying? But I also respect the fact that somebody might be like, you know, don't fucking touch don't me. Don't touch me. Yeah, yeah so no, like, I
2: get it. I yeah. respect it.
0: I really love the people that don't want to hug, and you can tell they don't want to hug. They don't
2: even try.
0: <laughs> it's less work. <laughs> But you know.
3: Uh, and the reality
2: is. is the world is a different place. Yeah, like, it's, changed. it's just what it is. So you just never really know what's going on. So I can't I can't knock it. But I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all Cleveland, I'm excited. And then I'll be in New York for two weeks. Yay!
4: I can't wait to I see you. I get to
2: hug on y'all and kiss on y'all and just yeah, that's gonna be good. I miss my friends. Yes. Doing hood rat things with my friends and yes. the and the weather is beautiful, so I know Harlem is outside. Yeah. I'm gonna visit my mama and just be in New York energy. So and then I come on over it.
3: here and be inside. We can do anything <laughs> in my apartment. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right. <laughs> you to do a hookah. Yes. Yes. Your, your, yes. your high tech hookah. Mm-hmm. I Saw your 420 sign, the neon sign. That was so cute. Thank that's you. It. You know,
3: shit like oh, that at a party cute. make people have more fun. So it's you know, that's a, yeah. Thank you. I
2: saw you say you still haven't taken it down.
3: Nope, it's up right now <laughs> in my kitchen because I love it. And but I, but I am gonna take it down though because it's literally 424.
0: 425 now, but At this um, point. 426 when it
2: dropped. out to all my friends. So
3: everybody pulled up, and 420 was a really big moment. I love it. Um,
2: yeah, I was gonna ask what y'all did. We just I I had uh, a special day. For my so friends. I built
3: a bar. <laughs> um, and had different strains and I made these chalkboard signs that had what the strains were. So um, cute. Just had a, a community gathering. I had a bunch of people over here and niggas left at 8.30 in the morning. We started at 8 p.m.
4: Oh and everybody my left at 8.30 in the morning.
3: It's Harlem. So, you know, <laughs> there were shifts. There were waves of, you know, the first shift people came back for the third shift. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good time. 420 <laughs> was great. And I hadn't had a house party in a minute, so... It felt good to, you know, do
2: that. To get back to it, yeah. Drew was Oof. over here. <laughs> oh, hi, Drew.
3: <laughs> Drew ain't leave till shit. Everybody, Drew don't count in the people. So Drew left after 8.30. Everybody else left <laughs> at 8.30. Drew was on the couch sleep at 8.31.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it. I'm so old.
3: It was a good time. You would have had so much fun, too. They would have loved Drew. And it was some <laughs> girls that came. Kind of, it was just a good time. It was a good time. Did you
2: Did you let Jade and Crystal come?
3: I invited them both. With Jade out of town, ass wasn't even in the she's country. In, she's
2: in Europe. You're right. They she's better me. than
3: everybody. <laughs>
2: um, and um, and,
3: and Crystal had work shit, so she couldn't. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. They definitely was
0: invited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny, What did you end up doing?
0: I was doing some ghetto shit in the Bronx. He told me he had it a prior like commitment, a so you know it was like, yeah, it was like a whole like weed market, and I already told somebody I was going, and it was like a whole bunch of shit. That Next time was a just weed market a in here. the Bronx.
2: It, <laughs> no, now. yeah,
4: you know what I'm
0: saying? Look, you're welcome. It ain't my bitch. Oh <laughs> no, With the bitch. No, I'm that's why they let it.
3: Uh, <laughs> no,
2: not bring the bitch. Bring the bitch next over course. here next time. Uh, y'all welcome. <laughs> but, uh, woo! <laughs> it's just <laughs>
3: jokes. Bitch, we yeah, ain't yes. really calling you no yes. bitch,
0: bitch. We just talking joke. Ain't no, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> That's what <it's> so funny. <laughs> No, but I went to a weed market. It was like some really How cool shit. How cute
2: is that? It I didn't like, even know they could do that. Oh, yeah, it's well, legal in New York.
0: I considered it a weed market. They called it some, some other ghetto shit, but mm. I was like, oh, it's like a weed mm-hmm. market. You know when people call it something, and you're like, oh, it's just this. Mm-hmm. So it was just a weed market. Okay. Cute. But it was like some real cool like ghetto shit, like just to see niggas being or dominicans and niggas being just you
2: know they
0: themselves and smoking and just everyone passing it and trying to like rep their little sets and shit it was just really cool i'll just i live for like a i just love some real hood shit that's all i'll say (laughs) also if we're really being if we really want to take like the
3: let's act stupid layer off right 420 is a holiday that brings people together to literally just be on good vibes and have good energy, right? Mm-hmm. So like I had a house party. It was probably a hundred people in my little ass one-bedroom That's apartment, crazy. right? <laughs> but like everybody was so happy. Everybody was so like, people that didn't know each other was like connecting. It was just like a really dope. I was, I was literally high as fuck conducting business at my island. You know, my island is like white, um, like quartz. So mm-hmm. and sometimes if I the, do it you on mean the, there, the
2: waterfall island, we mm-hmm. call it,
3: I call it white privilege because it's a privilege to have your naked ass up. there.
2: Oh,
4: <laughs>
3: but I was literally leaning on white privilege, conducting business, like, like, like handling business with like power players in different industries on 420. So people really think that it just is. There's a negative, you know, streety You're secretive so kind good. of thing. It's not that it's literally like people that do. There are people at my party that don't even smoke. You know what I'm mm. saying? And they would just, were here. Like we were that's having that, get a fellowship. It. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's you what I love a about shit. 420. It's a, it's just like the, the market experience that you had, mm-hmm. Asante. Like that's a, that's, it's just, it's a bringing together of people from different places that it's yep. unlikely. but a common
2: interest. Yeah,
3: a good a, a good one at that. You know what I'm saying? But that uh, it's positive. It's a very positive environment. So I can't wait till next year. Because if you thought this was a big deal, wait till you see how I show my ass next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I can't wait.
2: It was lit out here. I saw the dispensaries had like little mm-hmm. pockets of people and crowds mm-hmm. outside. It was super cute. Mm-hmm. And all the parks, you know, the parks get filled up with the blankets and people chilling and smoking. You can see that. Hazy talking. air.
0: That's how deep mm-hmm. it is. I have dreams, like vivid, vivid, vivid dreams. One year, I like, like I have plans for four twenties. Mm-hmm. I am going to the High Times Cup one year. Like I like, Where without a that? doubt. I think they do it somewhere different every time.
3: But have i have it Clyde, in Michigan. Yep, mm-hmm. they have it. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I yeah, think we should I'll go. And I think High Times,
0: we would love to partner with you all.
3: That would be
2: so cute. I've
3: always wanted
2: experiment. to do mm-hmm.
0: Hell yeah. I've always wanted to do the High Times and I always wanted to go to uh, Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. He does the, well, any, any Wiz Khalifa show, honestly. Because, yeah. like, Wiz <laughs> got some shit, but, like, the Wiz Khalifa, like, I think he does, like, a cannabis uh, party mm-hmm. on, like, I don't know if it's a 420 thing or a 420 tour, but, like, I've always wanted to go on his tour and, like, his shit. I want to be on the tour bus and amsterdam <laughs> amsterdam is the last like i always want to be in amsterdam on 420 just so i can be like and there is an, a, a hotel an atlanta hotel in amsterdam so i want to be in the atlanta oh, hotel cute. amsterdam on 420 oh just getting fucked up this intersection intersection
2: <clears throat> when jade gets yes. back i want to hear her stories about amsterdam 420 she was there perfect timing oh yep.
3: baby you're gonna hear them. <laughs> you ain't talk have, you haven't talked to her yet
2: I have, but it was more so like... About other the, stuff? Right, like that stuff that was going on, but I want to know about the fun stuff. Oh, oh
3: so you do... Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I know. She had a trippy a trippy start. I was like,
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> like, she was telling me. So.
2: Like, back-to-back bullshit I mean, happening, but the good stuff, I want to know, like, what... Because yeah. I know her and Santana were lit. Shout out to Santana.
3: <laughs> Hell Yeah.
2: So Santana. I'm sure Jaden. Make sure to listen on Jaden next week because you know she's gonna start off with her story time this week. Like it's gonna be.
3: <laughs> yeah, let me stop talking. We love you,
2: Jaden. Safe travels.
5: Hey HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million dollars in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at TMCF.org.
1: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support,
2: Speaking of being under the influence, this week's Black business is brought to us by Donisha on Twitter. Thank you. Who told us about Houston's first and only Black-owned winery and tasting room, which yes. I think this is super fly. It's called Pure Noir Urban Wineries. It's Love funny because it. it's spelled P-U-R, so I thought it was perb, but then I was like, I highly doubt <laughs>
0: And it's I'm so glad It's funny it's that before, it's before you said that, friend. I was googling because <laughs> I just and so when it corrected, I was literally just about to say, <laughs>
3: Okay, but wait, wait, wait. So, friend,
2: burn burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's urban winery, so it could have worked. <laughs>
0: It definitely. Look whether they like it or not, <laughs> it is now per. I know. that's what I'm it so is. Sorry.
2: But I assume different. I said no. It cannot be per. It may Unfortunately, be per. Look, we from Target. To to
3: to 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 okay. <laughs> I'm careful. I don't talk about him because it's very easy to put whatever you say in a certain category. I'm not going to put myself at risk for that. I'm just. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> so I have nothing to not say. Not Other than that, okay.
2: (laughs) So per or pure noir urban wineries, that's P-U-R-N-O-I-R-E, W-I-N-E-S.com. Dustin is down. You can book a tasting or join.
3: (laughs) And I can't say nothing. That's the thing. That's why because I can't. What am I saying? (laughs)
2: <laughs> book a Tasting or yeah, join their a, wine club. Book a club.
3: motherfucking <laughs> tasting. Y'all need to book a tasting. That's it says it.
2: on their site, we are creating premium wines and curating unique artistic experiences around the wine. So it sounds really cool. Even like driving out here, you know, you see a lot of vineyards and like wineries and all those experiences. And to think that they have a black owned one in Houston, that sounds really dope. So, I love it. They also have a blog if you sounds that you are taking
0: because of
3: me what
2: you
0: said out. friends <laughs> Well, I was going to say it first or with her. Because or... I knew he
2: was going to look it up and see the prayer.
0: <laughs> I see it on all the wines too. So that's why y'all keep saying it's it. It's on the, the, the bottles
2: thing. of wine. Y'all
0: keep saying it like that because there's the 2020, I'm going to say it correctly because I can't, I don't want to keep laughing. There's the 2020 Pure Epiphany, the 2021 Pure Elevation.
2: The pair the... <laughs> <prior> of The <laughs>
0: In the 2021 pure euphoria, <laughs> talk to the head.
4: Please. okay. Just-
2: <laughs> they also have a blog on their site Asante. You'll notice, and on the blog, it's really dope because they give tips on what to pair. Wines with what kinds of foods, what kinds of experiences (laughs) they teach you about understanding the sweetness levels, (laughs) the dryness, the favorite wines for different seasons. So, really cool information. Check out
0: (laughs) you better not. You
2: better not.
4: (laughs) Okay.
2: <laughs> Check out Pure Noir <laughs> Urban Wineries. And that's it for this. Fran, are you on the website It was him saying it's on the bottles That's took me out. Fran, are you still on the website? How much do you want to guess people that walk in and be like, purr? <laughs> no, I'm not on the website anymore because I knew you are going to make me laugh.
0: Okay, good. I'm not going to say it then.
2: <laughs> say it, what is it?
0: I know I actually can't say it. <laughs> Please, let's just go on to the next thing.
2: And that's it for this week's Black Business <sighs> Highlight. Thank you, Donisha, for putting us on. The recap segment, last week's episode, well, not last week, sorry, the week before last, <sighs> Fruitages of the Spirit. Thank you so much, Dustin Ross. <laughs> it was a shoot-the-shit episode. No hot button. No segments. Just whatever wanted to come up. And as yeah. always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante?
0: <laughs> um,
2: he's like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just, Bobby, I just need I a, a, a moment.
2: Oh, you still, you're still on, on the per.
0: Because. Yes, but I cannot continue. Um, uh, I I, I want to give a shout out to the people on Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Thank you, Patreon. <laughs> I chose Caroline. Uh, I won't say your last name because you ain't say you want to put that out there. You might have just, you know, followed
4: the instructions and out your name. Caroline.
0: <laughs> Caroline says, my boyfriend and I have some years between us. I'm 26 and he's 56. It's mm. honestly been the healthiest relationship I've had. After dating someone who was two years younger than me for six years, and rebounding with people who were a year or two older, than it's me. a lot of math. It's a lot of maths, uh, but a, a lot of this. older, younger. <laughs> um, it's. I got all the I mean,
3: numbers like that. Meet. They equations around my head.
2: With the old lady with the blonde hair.
3: Uh <laughs> huh. Um, Nikki, what's it, what's old boy's name? Be like Nick Young or whatever. He got all the math equations oh, around oh, oh, swaggy oh. P.
0: <laughs>
2: Swaggy P, that's Go right, ahead. wrong <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> um, Caroline says I'm polyamorous now, though, and I think Poly, that's why it works. Poly. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
0: I was gonna say there's more figures. Um, there's figure. no pressure.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, damn, I hit no. In fact, oh, excuse me, fell out like that is what made it <laughs> Because I just. I'm so sorry to all the people I'm confusing um, I'm so sorry <laughs> There's no pressure for us to be each other's anything and everything He has a wife he's been with For a decade Who's been a stepmom to his two kids I imagine dating me Is like icing on the cake And I'm very okay with that I'm getting care and affection and pleasure In someone who actually supports me And nurtures my spiritual growth And treats me like the prince I am Whoa! Oh so is the name
2: I think she that was a typo. I think. Well, you know what? I don't know. I take that back (laughs) because the pronouns changed a couple of times, so I don't know if that particular part was okay. So, maybe
3: maybe they are telling us that they're a side person to this married man. Is that what they're communicating to us? But they're fulfilled in the relationship, right? Uh, last sentence not for lack of trying, it seems like
2: they it's open, like they the. It's like the wife knows, so I don't oh, know. Okay. If yeah, I think. Okay.
0: <laughs> Not for lack of trying, but I haven't been able to find any level of tenderness and emotional intelligence reciprocated in all the people I've dated in their mid twenties and early thirties. Yeah, um, like people so are still overall, crazy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, I think that it was just interesting that Caroline's in their you know mid twenties dating someone in their mid fifties and. Has more experience, obviously, with people in their 20s. And obviously, you're going to have more experience with people in your 20s. So you can decide whether you want to date older or younger. I just think it's also a little much that you are also uh, in a poly relationship, too, like with an older person. I think that's why I'm lost, too. Like, I don't know what child communication is like, so I can't say whether it's good or bad. I thought that this was a very interesting comment because there were just so many... Uh, numbers. So many figures. It's a lot going on (laughs) and I want to know what the fuck is
3: going on. So you fucking this 56 year old nigga, right? Which Mm -hmm. mine's still going to work at 56. You know what I'm saying? I plan on still juicing. You know what I'm saying? Drinking a lot of water and shit.
0: Every night. Yeah,
3: okay. Eating pineapple. (laughs) I hate pineapple, but I eat it for that. 56 is not
2: that old. Yeah.
3: You you can still get your your box. She has a hot box. (laughs) <laughs> you can still get your, your fiery hot box
2: from Sing Sing.
3: <laughs> that's why we went to Sing Sing. So, so you know, I don't really see nothing wrong with that. That's not too far. Twenty six is um, almost thirty. Fifty six almost fifty. That's you know, <laughs> y'all still be at the same
0: parties. You know what I mean. <laughs>
2: No, you didn't.
0: That's all I have. What about you, friend? What did you find out there in them streets?
2: So um, I actually popped into the SoundCloud streets, and Arian said, I remember one time in college, people got to fighting in the club, and the DJ started playing praise and worship music, and people stopped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't real in the field where she was. <laughs> because that's if I hear a genius. stomp, come on. That's what I'm going to do.
3: You know what that I'm saying? If I'm do. already beating a nigga ass, and <laughs> and stomp come on, the first thing I'm gonna do is raise my foot. So it just
0: gives Safari to me.
2: Not to stomp. And <laughs> if I start thinking about
3: the integrity and things that religious
0: matters make you think about being a good, I'm gonna get more mad. I'm just, at that point, I feel like the Lord is telling me, you know, affirming me. To, you know, that's, that's why I'm like, I'm on my safari at that point for the Lord. It just me, makes me, whoop me whoop be ass, more emphatic like,
3: with my movements. You know how, like, they sing, <laughs> like, they go down into it. So it's going to make me really dig in your ass while I'm fucking you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like I'm, I'm really, I'm going to throw uppercuts and shit. High. God yeah. knows Yeah. God knows how You know, right my man. fighting skills.
2: Dustin, <laughs> what did you find in the Twitter Street?
3: <laughs> Shout out to Inferno Ant I N F E R N zero A N T who who quoted or who tweeted? Excuse me. When did Homer Simpson release his own version of Lemonade? And he added a video of a montage that they did on the Simpsons um, parodying Beyonce's Lemonade video. And Homer did Simpson, really? is, yes, Homer Simpson oh my- is literally like underwater and there's water <laughs> that comes out the doors of the house with like you know when he, when he opened oh the door. my
2: god you know
3: it's literally like a simpsons version of lemonade which i thought was hilarious um also shout out to courtside films at courtside films who said Shaq's daughter miara o'neill highlights from eybl season one um, and then added the Nike Girls EYBL, um, which is a league for girls basketball. Let me tell you something: Shaq's daughter basketball. and and it's out here bawling on their ass. Do you hear me? That's dunking so on, them, cool. smacking that shit. Get that shit out of here, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like cool. talking shit, handling her business. And I've told you guys, I'm fascinated by parents who pass their talent, chal- their talents, and their gifts onto their children. You know what I'm saying? Same. And so her having mm-hmm. that level, you can teach and train anyone to like do anything. Right. But having that level of athleticism, that
2: talent. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's just mad. It's just like when Karen Clark Sheard was teaching her little daughter how to sing and that little girl oh. was hitting them
0: notes. She's a little <laughs>
3: girl. Video. And I used to work with this guy who told me his daughter knew how to fry chicken at seven years old.
2: You know what? Okay. She was
3: standing on. She was standing on a, st- a footstool in front of that stall. Should I turn it? And He was like, "Go on and turn it." And she, <laughs> she was That's turning cute. the chicken. She was seven years old and could fry chicken with the best of them. You hear me? So I just think it's all about you know, it's just a gift, and I love <laughs> it. That's it.
2: On that note, the week before that was a Sante's wow. episode, and it was titled "A Mall Walker," featuring. <laughs> Taylor Hale. Oh, thank you, Dustin Ross, for that. <laughs> Giselle. <laughs>
3: Y'all know Giselle style. look like she walk at the mall, tying she tying, she tying sweats and jackets around her waist and
2: shit. <laughs> Asante, who stood out to you on your episode?
0: well so many people commented again big thanks to Taylor Hale for coming on the show that was super amazing um, I want to give a couple of shout outs in the SoundCloud streets I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show Ryan Sides at uh, the ad on Twitter is at by Ryan Sides um, hey, Ryan, Ryan says Ryan. love you Ryan, <laughs> love why is Ryan. His name on Twitter is why is it practicing homosexual yeah. All right now. <laughs> period um, Actually, anyway he says because I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> Okay um, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of doing it Brian says You bodied that episode With Taylor I didn't even watch her cycle But it was still Such a great conversation Because you knew so much About what you were talking about mm-hmm. And I, had, I responded to Ryan And told him Thank you for that Because it's always hard Trying to You know really When you meet the in- intersection Of a, a fan And you're also working You know what I'm saying So it was very hard To do that Without trying to ask And try put and all and her business Out there mm-hmm. And try to keep it classy Because there were so many things That I want to touch on And y'all know what a right i am so i want to be like so why you have fuck that nigga but i was like no let me if you want to talk about it you know and she was like yeah you know so everybody knows i'm horny i was like yes go ahead girl but um Love <laughs> speaking her. of shout taylor out to taylor shout out to taylor i also want to give a shout out to joy in the patreon streets uh joy says this is one of the best guests thus far her classiness her wit and humor and her beauty are unmatched <laughs> I am so happy to support this podcast because y'all continue to uplift heroes like Taylor, like Supernova Mama, like the Budget Nista yes. to really show us who we can be. Mm-hmm. The blunt is making me emotional, but I have to say <laughs> thanks, y'all. You are joy. Me too, and thanks you too, joy. Like shout out to everybody. We have fun. We love that y'all having fun, and we love having guests like Taylor. And we can't have uh, we can't wait to bring out more people like that when they become available. Because the reason that we invite guests so few and far in between is because we want, like, great guests. So, right. you can come back and revisit and be like, like Supernova Mama, like Budget Nista, like Ari Lennox. Like, you can remember all of these different people we've had um, on the show because we don't just have anybody on the show. And so we don't shout like, out to like y'all
2: for press runs. We want, like, yes. actual conversations. Yeah.
0: Yes. What did you find out there, friend
2: Sheldon Williams and the gated community known as, as Sheldon Patreon Williams. said, as everyone else has said, Taylor is a class act through and through. Ability to look at the adversity to experience while in the house and being so optimistic is genuinely refreshing. I love her and I want to see nothing but the best for her moving forward. Also, shout out to y'all for another great interview. It's not surprising at all, but I just want to give y'all the well-deserved kudos. Thank Thank y'all. Y'all were really nice to us that day in Mm -hmm. the comments. (laughs) Much appreciated. And that's it for Asante's comments. And that's it for the week before last. It's just been a lot of weeks, y'all. Okay. Before we jump into this week's episode, are there any announcements or anything you want to say before we jump right in, <laughs> jump in 40 plus minutes in?
0: Speaking of Patreon Don't forget it is the Wednesday Wind down because I have forgot But if you're listening to this episode The day of at 8pm Eastern Standard Time on tonight We will be going live Just come out and see us, come hang with us Act like it's the barbecue, pull up with some liquor Something, type the questions out If you need the information, don't forget Patreon.com slash the friendzone podcast I
2: almost forgot I'm so glad you said that
0: You know, it just creeps up on us. You know, just speeding up. No,
2: it really does. The month be flying. I feel like we just had our last one. We were joking around with Carrie. Okay, every month
0: feels like it's been three weeks now. It's like, what is going on?
2: (sighs) Time flies. Well, this week's episode is a true crime. What better thing to do than to talk about murder and deception when it's beautiful outside? (laughs) So this uh the the case that we're discussing today is from a documentary that I saw it popped up on my Hulu, always popping up on me. Mm-hmm. I was sitting one night trying to see what to watch. Y'all know I be clicking around watching random shit and I love true crime. So I saw this one pop up called Stolen Youth Inside the Cult at Sarah Lawrence. Have y'all heard of this?
3: I think I did watch this. It was somebody's did you watch daddy. It? yes yeah in the house anyway go ahead
2: yep that's the uh, one i've been keeping is... up with shit niggas think i watch
3: nothing but you know bullshit but i've been keeping up with what's going on this was mind-blowing
2: because i had been seeing oh i had heard about it you know kind of like casually in passing but i didn't really pay too much attention to the details And then finally I was like, you know what? Let me watch this and see what this story is. Cause I know he had been sentenced and like a lot Mm -hmm. had happened. So I'm like, let me actually find out what the details of this case were. And when I tell you it was only three episodes on Hulu, I was stunned, stunned. We've done a lot of true crime on this show and they're very twisty, turny, shocking. I mean, I don't know if anything's going to beat the Murdoch case, but this was damn near close. So, Let's get into the story. So, for starters, just some backstory. Sarah Lawrence is this liberal arts college in Bronxville, New York. I had to look up where Bronxville was, too, because I was like, okay, Bronxville, Brownsville, Bronx. I was like, where's this at? Mm -hmm. But no, it is none of that. It's an affluent village. They call it a village. 15 or so miles from Manhattan um, in the Westchester County. So you already Mm -hmm. get the vibe. Westchester. you get the vibe the school slogan was you are different so are we and the students often described it as sort of a little bubble that felt like an old village away from the city really full of artsy kids they said it was full of like the nerdy kids that were may have been considered outcasts you know they all kind of got to be themselves basically rich
3: people that's what it was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like a bunch <laughs> of motherfuckers with no identity and personality to me.
2: No, you so didn't. Are,
3: you know, we're not that. We're you know, so we're cool. We're, other. We're, we're other. we're different. We're no,
2: bitch. <laughs> You're not
3: popular. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> One student named Raven, who you'll see pop up in this documentary, she said it was a school where everyone was expressing themselves, dressing how they wanted. She see was like, I mean? you wouldn't be surprised to see someone hanging up on hanging out in a tree reciting Shakespeare just that's the kind of vibe so you see it okay <laughs> So this story takes place or at least I should say starts sophomore year right mm-hmm. this was fall of 2010 so they're coming in sophomore year which means this...
3: everybody should have knew better because you was here no, last you didn't. year go ahead friend <laughs> let's
0: just
2: keep that on the floor
3: now you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because niggas, <laughs> the story will keep going and you'll miss But you're that.
2: like, what, yeah. 19 at this point? It's still exactly. pretty young. No, it's still young, but not, but we'll get there. This friend group, okay, consisting of nine students, they had gotten super tight their freshman year. You know how that is. You, mm-hmm. you start your freshman year, you find your little crew, y'all hang tough throughout the rest of college. So they decided in their sophomore year, they were actually gonna all live together in a house. Which kind of shocked me because I know in my school, you couldn't move. You couldn't make those decisions that early on. Mm -hmm. I feel like they only allowed that for like junior years Mm -hmm. and senior years. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, sophomore year, they're still pretty young. But they let them live in a house Um, The house that they lived on was a student housing called Slonem Woods, right? Mm -hmm. They described it as being a major step up from the other dorms. And this was an eight person dorm where everyone got their own room. Mm -hmm. So think of like a dorm where there's only eight rooms. So it's still a dorm, but it's still pretty private, Mm -hmm. right? You get your own space. So. Upstairs, This is how the layout was. Upstairs was Dan, Gabe, and Claudia, and Max. Mm-hmm. So four kids upstairs. And then downstairs was Juliana, Santos, Isabella, and Talia. Mm-hmm. These are the four that were downstairs. And then their friend Raven, which I thought was funny, she was part of the crew, but she didn't make it into the house. I would have been offended. So right. she kind of just, like, slept on the couch and kicked it. Always <laughs> it was-
3: outside with her palms up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She kicked in with them anyways, and they said she practically lived there. She just didn't have a room of her own. That's so so (laughs)
0: raven. She had sweaters, right?
2: That was right. That was the Sloanum Nine. That's what they called them. Damn. Um, Okay. Okay, so you have nine kids here. So Julianne said it was very close to the woods. And you were pretty far enough away from campus that no one would be calling about like noise, noise. complaints, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or like uh, weed smoke wafting through. Yes, the dorm. On <laughs> So it was pretty ideal, especially when you're in college. Like you can kind of do whatever party animals. party animals, but you're still on campus, and no, you didn't. <laughs>
0: party and party when I mean, you're
2: still on on campus enough you know to, to still have the safety yeah. quote unquote the safety of the campus um they even said no one patrolled over there though for real and max uh one of the students that lived there he described it as pretty much living in a real house with your friends with no supervision so mm-hmm. that's the vibe of it it's lit Pretty much. You imagine 19 years old living with eight of your friends and no supervision in college?
4: It's a fun <laughs> <the>
2: time. <laughs> so, one of the friends, however, they described that although she was part of the crew, she was like a little bit different, right? Uh-huh. Her name was Talia. She was one of the ones that lived downstairs. They said she was more so. She was like really serious, you know, like while everyone was trying to party and They should have gave her
3: room to (laughs) Raven. She can beat it with the police ass (laughs) shit. Get your ass out of here. You know,
2: there's always that one friend and there's nothing wrong with that. Like everyone else is partying and she's very mission oriented. She didn't come to college to fuck around. She came to college because she wanted to be a lawyer. Go she already the knew library. right, exactly. <laughs> right. that friend she was at the library, making sure she was studying, and she was always talking about her dad. She was like a lot of what created this passion in her to be this top lawyer was because her dad was in prison, and Red she felt he, was, he was wrongfully <laughs> accused. Mm-hmm. He was wrongfully accused, <laughs> according to her, and she wanted to be a lawyer that saved people from having to endure this fate. Now, you know? who you
3: know at 19 talking shit like that?
2: But they said she was obsessive low-key. Like, Raven was like, it's one thing to tell, you know, when you're getting close to people in college, y'all have those moments, especially when you're drinking and high and in the dorms, where, like, everyone's kind of telling their stories and sharing, you know, vulnerable yeah. vulnerabilities. Yeah. But she was like... It Always was nonstop stop though Like We'd be at a party She's talking about her dad In this case We'd be mm-hmm. chilling smoking She's talking about her dad In this case We are gaming She's talking about her dad In this case We're going for a walk And it became like Weird At mm-hmm. that point Take Like okay girl
0: Like we trying to Disassociate girl You yeah. know what I'm
2: saying Like we're literally here To get away From mm-hmm. our parents right. Why can you not Stop talking about yours And they just, you know, they were kind of weirded out by her, but it was still their friend. So they were like, cool with her. She's in the house with them. And they kind of tried their best. Stop
3: me. If I ever start (laughs) getting weird like that, don't pacify me. What I need from you, right, (laughs) is for y'all to tell me like, Dustin, what you're saying is weird as fuck. And people are starting (laughs) to look at you like you're crazy. That's all y'all have (laughs) to say to me. and And I will comply and be grateful for the advice. And that's right. what someone should have done. Her, they should have told her to shut the fuck up. I'd have been like, Talia, if you don't shut the fuck up with that shit, we don't want to hear about your motherfucking daddy. We trying to listen to Young Dolph. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, but
2: they said that one of the friends, right? His name was Santos. Mm-hmm. He had his young Dominican kid. He had a crush on her, and you know what happens when you have a crush? You go oh, listen. God. He was listening, Not and me. they were like, at the end They're of like the day, in
3: my community. <laughs> They like me, they like me giving directives. Shut your ass up. We don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. That's gonna get me closer to what I want.
2: <laughs> no, he saw that this was something that was really serious to her. You know, she held this close to her chest, obviously. So he was always oh willing to sit and listen. And the friend mm-hmm. group was kinda happy because they were like, Woo, get that off our somebody back. Somebody can At least do it. Get somebody, somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. But so then he's
0: an enabler.
2: Right, but he liked her, you know. So right, for he him, it just kind of was like. <laughs> no, I mean, for
0: for the niggas on the outside looking friend, in, friend, like, like, you don't you want no niggas talking. Friend, you don't want no nigga that would have listened.
3: <laughs> what <laughs> you don't, and Asante don't either, and I don't either. Don't nobody outside. want no no damn simp like that. That's call it what you want,
4: yeah, and I hate the, I hate to take it to, to. the
3: bench, but y'all see what happened with them people, and that's all Here I would say. Go.
4: Here <laughs> so, you go. Here you go. So. <laughs>
3: so, I don't even feel bad. I, I'm just like her. Actually, I don't feel bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Through the stories that Talia was telling Santos, apparently her father, right? He was this mm-hmm. like special military operation. Regine, he was in special military operations. <laughs> His name was Larry Ray. And she really viewed him, she described him, I should say, as a bit of, like, a superhero. Mm -hmm. Like, jumping out of planes in different countries. Um, Apparently, he, like, was a part... Asante is down. <laughs> He's just
0: I don't know why it was so funny when you said that. He was like a superhero. Jumping, jumping out of planes. planes. Like, right. What?
3: Mind like, you. Like working
2: on these like psyops, which is like the psychological operations that were like uh, messing with the minds of political leaders in foreign countries. Like it was like, whoa, did this really happen? Tommy? No.
3: <laughs> Everybody think they daddy a hero. You know what I'm saying? But like, she have
2: <laughs> no but she had pictures of him in these military outfits, literally coming out of helicopters. He had pictures with Basic Gorbachev. Training. He had pictures with politicians.
3: <laughs> Basic fucking training. Friend. He was
2: friends with Giuliani, like
4: something was been there. friends with
3: that rat mouth motherfucker. <laughs> He's such a scuzz bucket. He be in every corner of the streets. Suss you can see bucket. it on it.
4: That's so why he looks what? like he's rotting, <laughs>
3: dry rotting right now from the inside, <laughs> looking like a flower that was hung upside down.
2: So once they, once they got into the Sloan Woods, right? This dorm, they move in. Everyone's hyped, like, "Yo, this New Year's mm-hmm. about to be." Except crazy.
3: Raven, they told her.
5: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hi, Dee.
3: Right, they told her, "Girl, you outside."
2: They said pull up a cot in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) So here's where things got tricky. Talia, who's obsessed with her dad, right? She tells them, you guys, incredible news. Incredible news. My father is getting out of jail. And they're all like, oh my... Like This is all she talks about. This is huge. They're so happy for her. But here's the twist. He needs... Somewhere to crash.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: (laughs) We have all this space, y'all. We have eight rooms. This is a house. It's off campus enough where we won't get in trouble, but on campus enough where, you know, we'll be fine and protected. And everyone being kind of like passive aggressive, let's say, instead of just saying no. That's a grown-ass man coming out of jail. We do not want him him here. They were trying to be supportive of the fact that, like, this is so important to her. Mm -hmm. It's not like she was like, he's moving in. She just said can he come? Cause Sante has been shaking his head mm-hmm. for like two minutes. <laughs> <no> <laughs> in
0: yeah. I am listening though.
2: I am listening so no, intently. I'm I promise. I'm cracking up because <laughs> you just spent... I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm right there in the room with these kids and I'm you the just, only one just shaking just my head, in no. in shock
2: at the... Like, <laughs> I, and I kept saying that while I was watching it. I was like, if I, when I was in my dorm, if any of my homegirls had <laughs> told me their dad was coming to crash on our couch... That don't even what?
0: sound right.
2: I don't even remember
0: seeing teachers or faculty or like... Even
2: walking through the dorms. Like,
0: mm. I remember seeing some random ass older men that people was fucking or some shit like that. Not but like, even no that. actual... <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like... Your daddy can't
3: I come uh, here. That's no. The, talk the, about. He, Your daddy is not welcome here. Straight her, up. Per wine. We don't want okay. him in here straight up and we don't know him that, you don't know him
2: <laughs> it shocked me that sante it shocked me that out of 8 friends not one person said not no. one person said no so guess what happens the
3: motherfucker's dad up.
2: comes out of jail pops out of up, jail and, of and jail. he's is chilling with them and you know they were happy for her but Probably also were weirded out They <laughs> was weirded out when he arrived they I said meant, that like, he He would talk. I know where you... (laughs) You
3: ain't (laughs) knew. You know know exactly what's finna (laughs) go. We both grow up. They said when
4: he...
2: (laughs) (laughs) He would sit in the living room and just talk to them for hours about his life, about his experience. And the the interesting thing was low-key, they were transfixed. Because it's like... It ain't like he's just coming around talking about some bullshit Mm, or the block. It's like he's telling them these stories about these special military operations, about the political leaders that he was like working with, like on some, you know, secret CIA black ops shit. So
3: But see to me, friend, mm -hmm. none of that would have flew. Because if you're so connected like this, why not why you you end up in jail? And why not only (laughs) why are you here, why did you end up in jail? None of them didn't help you. Here's the thing.
1: Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
5: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chev and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.
2: Here's the thing he tells them, you know, being from the Marines. Um, he even pulled out like highly classified documents and images to kind of like back Not up the stories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now he got them papers off the floor, <laughs> down to Marilago, nasty ass, <laughs> dirty carpet ass Marilago. <laughs> no, <he didn't. laughs> no, he did now, not. Now the
2: only friend that Cat didn't piss seem carpet
3: smelling ass Marilago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only friend that didn't seem to really give a fuck was Raven. She wasn't there, no way.
3: So I'm raving. She moved out. Wow. So I'm raving.
2: In the documentary, she was like, I just didn't care about his stories. Just like I didn't care to listen to Talia talk to me about his ass all day. Wow. Him being in our dorm talking for hours all day. She said she just wasn't understanding Mm -hmm. why they were so transfixed. Like, it's like, this is a a Mm. weird old man
4: in our space
2: just talking. So she, for some reason, was the only one that was feeling weird about it. But even with that, she still didn't tell... Well, actually, now that I think about it, she couldn't tell Talia about him not staying there because she didn't even stay there. She don't live there. there. She moved out. So, you're right. She, All right well, well, secretly, she as much in. as I'm
0: still annoyed with Talia, I'm on Talia's team now because she living. not know if anybody. Raven. I don't know what type of... Raven, yeah. Do- I don't even yeah. know what type of yeah, uh, true crime we are finna get into. But if anybody dying, I don't think she dying there. And
2: she's the one throughout the whole doc that just was... Had any semblance of sanity. Oh,
0: wow. That's more so the word I was looking for. Okay, so I'm right with the right team. You are, you know it off top. So
2: one night (laughs) during their daily story time, which is what it had turned into at this point, but they worried about the drag
3: queens at the library.
2: (laughs) Okay, he started telling them, Could you imagine? a Sarah Lawrence, and my thing was like, the college, I don't know. We'll get there. He told them about a man named Bernie Carrick, who was a foreign... And this person exists. Mm. Like, I looked it up. It's a real person. Actually, they were in the dock and everything. Um, he's a former New York City police commissioner who was seeking retribution against him because apparently Larry Ray, this is the old man in the dorm, he was a whistleblower. He had apparently... He would have
3: been living in my damn house.
2: He <laughs> apparently Blow the blown, <laughs> blown the lid <laughs> on some major scandal involving New York City law enforcement. And he said they got him in jail. Like mm. Dustin was asking, why are you there? They had gotten him on some trumped up charges because he's like, you know how the police get down. You go against the code. This is like he's already in the military and the Marines. He's like he by blowing the whistle on them. Now they turned on him and what they're going to do. Get him out the way and that's why he was there like Talia said his daughter she is so passionate about being a lawyer because she's like he didn't do anything if anything he was on the side of the people
3: basically the same thing everybody say
2: so you don't believe Larry no
3: nah. <laughs> I hope y'all don't need this shit okay well let me <laughs> tell you where I said straight
0: up baloney so, <laughs> and number one I already we, You know we laughed up, Or I shook my head About how he shouldn't be there Cause he's too grown mm-hmm. Number two I mean, I'm shook my head About how he's supposed to be there Cause now I know That you locked up On some shit That's some uh, Ultra shit So if you was on Some setup shit Right Then they Can gonna Can you put not be me in my the, house I, I'm not gonna die by association no, You double it? can't be here Third reason you can't be here You a snitch So like you a snitch And you got a car And you still got locked up Like you a snitch That didn't have no backup So like what the fuck Is we doing Like you just can't be here Like I'm not finna die With you for you Cause of a- you I'm ADC, not gonna go to jail Catch a charge America's dumbest You're not criminals. be Like uh uh-uh. uh
2: And the weird part is So they got you on these Trumped up charges right But somehow you got out which y'all know, if they really wanted to get him on some shit, he, he would been in not air. exactly. He would not get out. So this is a part that was a little muddy because he didn't exactly explain how he managed to get out. All he said was, by the grace of God, he got out, mm-hmm. and because of that, he was ready to fight against people like them, right? That were um, creating these. Well, creating these scandals to begin Mm -hmm. with, obviously, but also trying to incarcerate people that are trying to do something about it. So he's really a man of the people. Oh, the
3: maverick.
2: (laughs) So he was at Sloan Woods Daily at this point. This wasn't no... He's coming because he's getting out and he's crashing. Just you know, I because he checks him in his days. room
0: on Tuesday. It wasn't no <laughs> shit like that, but, but just for days though, right? Like so daily for days,
2: mm.
0: not weeks.
2: No, it it just kind of he was kept kept living there. Going, yeah. I just needed
0: to know what, what this time frame is before anybody <laughs> became, had any sense. When they asked Raven,
2: what? how is it that y'all just let this? happened and she said you know what the reality is when you're in college right you're high as balls <laughs> for most of the day you don't even really know what's happening she said they were high as balls most of the day and it was like is this weird or am i weird those are her exact words mm. and max said that the the thing about larry ray is that he just made it seem normal like he just had the gift of low-key Doing psychological operations On these kids If you think about it He's he's Mm -hmm. cooking Dinner for them Think about it You have an adult Keeping your dorm clean and cooking dinner for you instead of eating ramen or the shit that we <laughs> have to eat in college because you're usually broke and hungry and tired and overworked. Yep. And there's someone that you're coming home to and there's steak and there's rice and there's seafood. It was and one of the
0: things they had to worry about and then one, they, had to, they grew to rely on it. And yep. it, it
2: is not coming from your pocket either. So you're being yep. fed.
0: It's an easy play coming from
3: someone who is just, it's just leaving an environment that's controlled Mm-hmm. As controlled as, you know, the prison system or whatever. Also, these are young adults who are only one year outside of their parents' care. So exactly. that sort of nurturing sort of presence. Yeah, yep. they need that sort of management.
2: And, and, it's, you know, and then it's not their parents, Right. So, so they still, still have free. a specific freedoms, right, with the same nurturing care that he provided. So to it, me, it made sense.
3: And which also makes it that much more malicious and deceitful and mm-hmm. and... And, and nasty for him to go after that vulnerability in these young adults who are at yep. such a pivotal point in their development. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? This is when you're figuring out how to be the type of a person that they show and up as that. in the world. Yeah, he knew that. And he that. knew
2: that. That's the, that's the sad you know? part that a grown man knowing that. And then his daughter is a part of this. That's yep. the tricky part. Like yep. you, your own kid. Oh, when she was gone, peers. them
3: boys in the house used them.
2: <laughs>
4: you know I know hope when the daughter
3: was gone, them boys in the house used them. I hope so
4: because he deserved
0: it. (laughs) I was Tia Marie this entire time. (laughs) I would have been looking at that nigga if he would have came up to me with breakfast or whatever the fuck he was looking up to. I ain't had no daddy around when I was growing up. I'm like, nigga, get the fuck out of my face. You need to get a job and get the fuck up out of our college dorm.
2: Oh, but this gets so much worse.
3: And me personally, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you continue the story. I would have already leaned straight into the power struggle, right? You ain't finna come up in here. Number 1, you her daddy. Number 2, you from the streets or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ain't finna come in here son me straight up. So I would have had an and this is this especially at 19, I would have had mm-hmm. a natural in- inclination to be, you know, um to stop whatever More he was. yeah, I would definitely have been oppositional. Like for I sure, would have I would not have been for anything what he said, anything that he was selling ju- just on the merits that he was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like- I would
2: have... And that's what I... Like, it kind of reminds me of the episodes we've talked about with, like, the compliance, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when kids are raised to <laughs> respect elders and authority without really ever questioning anything. And this kind of falls into that just yes, because friend. he's an older man. And it's like they they just weren't going to question. There was no critical thinking. There was no like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. This is a grown ass man, especially as a woman. I'm walking through the
4: door.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it was at that age. I was on some rambunctious shit. Like like coming out of high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? like, And I would have left.
2: if no one and, else was with me on it, I would have just been like, well, I'm not fucking with this. Like, I'm out. <laughs> you motherfuckers mm-hmm. can die if you
0: dorm. want to or get yeah. sold
3: or whatever if the fuck you about to if do. If he ain't
2: fucking,
0: guess what?
3: He got to get the fuck out of here straight <laughs> no, he up. That's what it said. came down to me, for me personally. Because you ain't finna with me because you uh, you won, you, won, you got one foot out, one foot in, bitch. I call him Three numbers. <laughs> right now and push reset on your ass so don't play with me
0: (laughs) second of all you ain't even gonna hear me threaten the call you just gonna hear on speakerphone Nine one one. what's your emergency about uh this call right now
2: not even you see me in the little golf cart with security coming down the hill (laughs) (laughs)
0: because i know this ain't
3: in accordance with your program you ain't supposed to be up in here all of us
0: you just got out of jail. What? Like,
3: and, no not, and, and not housing. one
2: of those, not one of those kids said anything to their parents. Not one of them said like, anything to uh, another student. Like the fact that it just, it just was kept so hidden for yeah. him to be able to do this was the part that really shocked me. And Cause you know, me, kids be talking.
3: It ain't even about him being fresh out of jail. Like people be in jail and go to jail right. for reasons, you know what I'm saying? And, and, mm-hmm. and, a lot of times, it's not a, a malicious, hateful crime. It's just a procedural No, but thing. you're a
2: grown-ass man, and this is a, a you're teenager's grown. dorm.
3: We are young adults. You know right. the imbalance here that is exactly. present. Exactly
2: just and by your presence
0: your mere presence you know the
3: That's
2: imbalance that takes. you're creating
4: yeah
0: get the fuck and you're a stranger I know that you are her daddy and she's a student but, but you I don't even know that you're, bitch like Who you are a stranger sir. I am so sorry I to just your, met her right? <laughs> uh, like I, she is still a stranger so
2: low key is only for friend. Yeah. I look at y'all
3: like
0: y'all we do not know this motherfucker for <laughs> at all like look look. I know she's a student here but the school did not verify her background <laughs> I so wouldn't we even don't know I comfortable his. With him
2: crashing For the night Me to either keep it One night I'm so one sorry night. Not
0: even one and as
2: so
3: your did. brother I'd have been like <laughs> He ain't staying here
2: Period And for the men I don't know And I'm not going different. nowhere he, I live different. here
3: Bitch Your daddy gotta go <laughs> And if you don't If you got a problem with it You can take your ass Out the door too <laughs>
2: You and Larry. <laughs>
3: yeah, Tyena. Okay.
2: What's, her Jones. What's her name? What's her name? Talia. Talia. I
0: thought it was It's Talia. Talia. No one's gonna stop oh, me, girl. bitch. Hey. I will. How about that? Motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, y'all, listen to this. One night... He calls a house meeting.
3: Okay, right. Stop right there.
2: <laughs> you see nope. what I'm
0: saying? That that
2: right there. A I'm house. A old girl. What's the other girl? Meeting. I'm the other girl
0: who don't ever be there. I'm hurting. It. Like I don't know who this nigga is calling you a house Raven. meeting in my house. And the crazy I'm part Raven. is
2: that they said that he he kind of was making a thing out of the the dinners where he'd be like, "It's family time. Like, don't you know? Why weren't you here? Da da da." Like really trying to create this close knit environment where they felt emotionally obligated as if they were home to partake in these dinners. And that's how he was kind of like reeling them in mentally. You know what I mean? So he calls a house meeting one night and he starts talking to them about this system, right. That he had created that he called quest for potential.
0: Quest, you know, quest is too close to the word vector. (laughs) And that takes me to the night. Which is even closer to
2: Scientology. (laughs)
0: And, uh, and so I don't want to I don't want
4: none of oh, <laughs>
0: Remember that uh Texas Care confessions <laughs> video. <laughs> so mad
2: at shit. So wait, he tells them this is a, a philosophy that he created.
3: Yeah, it sure is. <laughs>
2: where the thought was that humans are fully capable of reaching their full potential, right? It's just that they have so much shit that gets in the way. You know, how your parents raised you experiences you've gone to that have kind of stifled your ability to see the world past those moments. Right. So (laughs) he tells them that through this system, he really wants to take advantage of their youth. Sure did. (laughs) By helping them, as he put it, untie the knots, right. Helping them clear all of the confusion that could get in the way of them being their highest selves, essentially. And, and, he said, then you could just be who you are. And he, and he's, and, but the kids are transfixed though. They said that it was like mm-hmm. a PowerPoint. Like he had like mm-hmm. a PowerPoint and he's like talking to them. And they said everything he was saying was just so real. Like they felt like, yo, low key, this is really dope guidance. Yeah, because know? they
3: were immature. That's why they. That's why that was their
4: POV. And you know,
2: at that age, you're not even at you're that age. But I feel like in general, you're always looking for answers. Yes. So if there's this older person that told you they were part of these special <sighs> military operations yep. and you know, foreign leaders and just this life that was so grand and expansive, and highly intelligent. Of course, you're going to think that he can tell you something about yourself that you don't already know. This is
3: a straight up con, number one, and this is why. I am a person who is very unattracted to, and maybe it's because of my past growing up in an organized religious environment.
2: Right, I am very kind of sense it.
3: Yeah, and I am Mm -hmm. not. I have I have such a a lack of interest in um, these big idea theories that you know, assume this position of having it all figured out, you know what I'm saying, when it comes right, to life and right. how things work. Because we're all
2: here figuring we all it out. We're all here, boots <laughs> on the
3: motherfucking ground, whether okay. it be Timberlands or them big red ones that just came out. Boots <laughs> the on the ground. We, we're all here and like, and you don't know, you don't have a cheat sheet to life. I respect people Figuring out what works for their management of their existence, right? So if and you're a person who's spiritually it and inclined, it. that's
2: different. Yeah, yeah, if you're a
3: person who is whatever, if you're a Christian, if you're a person who is agnostic, whatever the fuck you feel, you know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody's entitled to that, and I respect everyone's space. You y'all know that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to thrive in that shit. You know what I'm of saying? Course. But the minute you start trying to sway me into a a, a life altering Controlling belief system, and and you, and you you attribute it to something faith based. I smell a rat, and not mm-hmm. only do I smell a rat, I'm about to start getting violent in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that—that's where I'm at. Especially with
2: it. when it's a faith that he's <clears throat> saying he essentially created on his own. Right? Like Who this is, is his, you, his bitch. own philosophy? And why ain't
3: no why ain't no motherfuckers your age and older doing this shit? Why are you talking to our just now getting started? Asses. Fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> your daddy and you and you take your bitch ass daughter too. That's how I would have felt. I'd have hated both of them just because cause bitch, if he shot you out, you just like him. So see ya.
0: I'm, and I'm I'm super turned off as well by being like this molding of the young minds mm-hmm. too. It's like just
2: like grooming, what a, I
0: remember that grooming shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I remember being a, a, a child of a certain age mm-hmm. <laughs> and And uh, I don't want to put nobody's business out there, but there was an adult that was a, you know, friend of the family that was often around. Mm -hmm. And this adult was just always like watching some damn tapes, like some uh, like the like the mind thinking Mm -hmm. tapes and like putting on these like at the time, you you know, those infomercials at the time. These infomercials were ones that like you put the lights on and the lights blink and shit There it it was supposed to be some sort of. It was supposed to be some sort of meditations or some shit. All I know is I looked at this motherfucker like you re- like I was. I remember being a child being <laughs> like, they got you. You spending this money. And you knew I like, felt you are.
2: Wrong. I, a I, was a, I
0: was a child. And all I could think to myself was you go to work and work. And then you spend this money to these people you've never met or you have to pay money to me or be around to sit around in some lights and listen to them (laughs) tell you shit, like to make you think some shit. I was just, I was so like turned off by everything that was happening as a child. And I remember trying to work through this at a different age. Like in high school, I was thinking back on this young experiences, like why the fuck was this nigga watching these tapes and like wearing these sunglasses (laughs) and shit. And I was thinking like, I remember one time they were like, Amen
2: for your, your intuition. Absolutely. absolutely. Wise
0: beyond mm -hmm. your years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this a sound like a predator or nothing because I remember they specifically like you know because <laughs> well, initially they were like initially they were like don't you know this is just for me don't watch this and I was like well, this nigga watching playing porn. around I want to see what well because he had the little sunglass things on and shit and so he didn't think I was so gonna he thought because you couldn't and see so part of he me <laughs> he
3: thought because he could see part of see, me you was thinking see. like.
0: <laughs> well, part of me was like this nigga was trying to get me on on purpose by telling mm-hmm. me that I couldn't watch it. Cuz he knows a
2: kid is gonna when you tell a kid don't, don't do this. Yeah. And then it'll be you deciding it so he can kind of step away with his hands clean like I didn't tell him to watch it.
0: But do you know I was so turned off by what the fuck he said it was that like when I realized it wasn't porn, I was like nigga, you're stupid. Like
2: I was just like you let well, me to idiot.
3: his
0: ass. Who the fuck was it? <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> see, but it, I, right. I'm someone that's always been
2: curious. So if someone is, is talking about life and guidance, mm-hmm. I'll listen, mm-hmm. right? Just because I have to see how it feels, mm-hmm. you know? Because I've met that's people fair. that are just brilliant. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I can extract something from this conversation or from these studies that'll actually be useful. But right. I'm also very aware of how things feel in my body, mm-hmm. how they feel right. in my mind. So I told y'all that I was with someone that was super brilliant. He would... You know, our conversations were really enlightening and activating for me. But then he started pushing Scientology on me.
4: Mm-hmm, mm. And I
2: kept saying, no, I was like, I, I just don't, I don't need that. I don't feel it. And he was like, oh, this is you getting in your way. It was very much like all oh, the trauma of what you've been through is stopping you See? from wanting to. Yeah. And so I was young enough because I was 22, young enough to be like, OK, I'm going to try it. And I did. And once it started feeling off, I was out. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, because I was open to the guidance just in case. But then I was also like, this don't feel right. And even though I had a lot of people in my ears saying, no, 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 you can't leave. I was out.
3: Thank God for your smarts, right?
2: And that's what I'm thankful because I understand with these kids, especially at that age. And I was kind of close to that age. They were Mm -hmm. 19. I was 22. It's like you want people to help you untie the knots, literally like the description of this philosophy. And it's sad because you really think that someone else can do that for you at that age. I'm so
3: glad you used the word philosophy because that's exactly where I was about to take this conversation, right? By definition, there's a difference between philosophy and religious philosophy or or right. things that are based and rooted in some sort of system that makes people feel accountable for the undefinable right mm-hmm. and 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 for things that you can't qualify um in any way other than p- people believing in them right that's the mm-hmm. biggest kind of history to me and yeah. i really i'm really resentful of of that i feel like it's the easiest place the lowest hanging fruit it's, for sure. it, it, is, it is so which is why people like kanye west did the sunday service uh moment you know what i'm saying or and I hate to say it, but like, what's Black China doing right now? You know what I'm Mm, saying?
4: Right. Taking
3: pictures with a dress, a dress that literally is, is, is surrounding closely to her ass and then has her hands extended up to a big ass cross. You know what I'm saying? And
2: I'm always mindful of the framing where if they're using shame, Mm -hmm. like your shame, Mm -hmm. your sins, Mm -hmm. you know, the shadow parts of you to guilt Mm -hmm. you and reel you in, you know, because a lot of the stuff he was focusing on was like these darker parts of Mm -hmm. you. And that's how they reel you in because you're like, wait, these are the parts of me that I don't fully understand and I'm ashamed of. And I, you know, I need, I need help with clarity on, yeah. on why I feel these things and why I've done these things and why I think these things. So it, I always pay attention to the framing, you know, cause Absolutely. how are you reeling me in with this philosophy? So it's sad because while we are laughing and cracking our jokes, it's sad that a grown man, a grown man intentionally went into this chickens coop yeah. literally yeah, to disturb these poor kids. Like it's, it's insane, and this isn't. This isn't even the tip of the iceberg. That's what's scary right, about this. Right. So he's talking to them about wow. the system. Yeah, not even the. tip. We're just he's getting started. <laughs> according
3: to what I remember from this, just how, the
2: baseline. This I is just this the intro of how he met them. Mm-hmm.
3: And we ended up messing around and going to sleep, so we didn't finish.
2: it. Oh, good. So <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah. Thank God for that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Let's teach each other. <laughs>
2: I just't believe, so Dan, one of the kids from the the house that lived there, he was saying how he he felt like you know Larry was just so intelligent. In, mm-hmm. the, in the words he used and the way he described things, he said- Coming from a 19-year-old. Go ahead,
3: Doug.
4: Coming
2: from a 19-year-old. He could help <laughs> identify, articulate, and then process repressed memories, trauma, and abuse. This is how Dan described wow. his skill set. So he felt like it would free them from any imprints that were possibly holding them back.
4: <laughs> and he told
2: them straight up, if you do this quest for potential philosophy, the system- you will be healed. And Santos was... Remember, this is Talia's boyfriend at this point. This the His daughter's boyfriend. He's like, it was attractive. It. Yeah, he said it was attractive straight up. Because it was like, oh, look. There are answers available. Mm-hmm. Not only answers, but here in my own fucking house.
3: So manipulative.
2: Really sad, honestly. So Talia's best friend, who also lived in the house, her name was Isabella. She's one of the, the teens.
3: Another Apparently, nothing asshole. Apparently...
2: Stop it! Apparently, <laughs> she was a bit withdrawn, like more than than the rest of them. She had gone through a lot in her life, right? She oh, I'm sorry. Raven described her. We Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Raven described her as a recluse, a a social <clears throat> recluse who was always pretty quiet. Usually, had her hair in her face, like she was hiding. All the time hiding Killed with hoodies, and minding
0: her business.
2: Yeah, hiding with hoodies, hiding with her hair, just always hiding is how they described it. And they said that she was kind of an easy mark for Larry, you know, because he he saw her in such a such a kind of stunned emotional state or stunted, excuse me, emotional state. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show y'all how my system works through me working with Isabella. So they said he would spend 10 to 16 hours in her room.
0: Oh no. "Quote" oh no. unquote, No. Nope. talking. No. Nope.
2: And when they would ask, "What are y'all nope. doing in there for all those hours?" it was like, "We ta- this is what it takes." No. Nope. For the system to work, Mm-mm. I have to Mm-mm. see her daily, and it Mm-mm. has to be for this amount of time. It has to be consistent. It has to be, he needs her raw nerves in a way in order to help her advance Somebody who's supposed to be in class.
0: Raw nerves. Friend, class. My nerves are bad. Can you just tell me what happened for real? No,
2: not yet. I'm gonna <laughs> <give> <laughs> me the tell me what that was going trip. for real
0: for them hours.
2: I well. 10 to 16. And oh, a, no. A, but here's the thing. They said that it seems like he really identified the trauma that was weighing her down. And because they said she started changing.
3: Who can't tell somebody what's wrong with them? If we talk for changing. 16 hours a day and you telling me about your life, I can tell you, a friend. They that said was she it. was
2: <laughs> she was glowing. Her hair was back. She was socializing. <laughs> she was going to parties. She was in class. Just really-
4: her hair was back. <laughs>
2: She was activated in a way that they had never seen. Now she
0: was charcoal. <laughs> activated.
3: They
2: well, saw her really back to life and they was like, yo, low-key. Yeah, she had
3: a listening ear. If she was if she was less full stop. If she was withdrawn and not talking to nobody, and now mm-hmm. she's spending 16 fucking hours of this discourse. Adult. With someone yeah. who's older than her and knows how to manipulate. Of course she thinks she's having breakthroughs. This is the but craziest the thing, shit ever. He got to go the
2: Christmas and Christmas break was coming. So Asante, you asked how long he was there. Let's do some math. <laughs> College usually starts when August,
3: August. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's when I know kids start heading to campus early August. So Christmas break is coming around and he is still in the dorm. So we're going on four months. No, no, we not. <laughs> no,
4: we
0: not. Uh, I, I, days was where I and maybe weeks I thought we was going to do I would have challenged them. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. ain't
3: no motherfucking I would ask nigga somebody, motherfucking daddy, could be finna you come imagine? up at my house talking about y'all finna start living different and you staying here and all this shit. No. I would have challenged them. Four
2: to five months of him you know what's living crazy? in this dorm still. Mm-hmm. And now you in Isabella's you to, room, you
3: are gonna have to get it in blood, bitch. You going, you going back because <laughs> you gonna have to kill me, bitch. You getting the
0: fuck out or else?
2: No one said a thing. I'm sorry,
0: but you know how we was talking about the episode about people being angry? And, you know, some people might be angry all the time. Mm-hmm. I would have looked like I was angry all the time walking in and out of the house yelling. Well, we I wouldn't even have done it.
2: I wouldn't have been able to be there for four or five months. It just wouldn't have happened. Because I'd have
0: been yelling at the house like, so y'all really just ain't got no issues with this grown ass man if
2: you are Me And
0: Asante would have had a talk and brought it to you, friend. And let you be the mouthpiece, and we'd have been the muscle. That's it. We just got to it, it has I'm to be taking done. them down You hear me Cause look at, look at this point we young I know the nigga just got out of jail So I not gotta be quick So it's like And we in the woods So right. bitch let's go for it
2: not You know point. what I'm saying
3: Like, like look, we can fight it out And see who gonna Who got not it Dustin you Dustin, would've been, been
2: in your phone Like y'all finna jump me
4: <laughs> Be honest
2: <laughs> No but listen So Christmas break is coming around, right? That means the kids are supposed to be heading home Mm because that's what you usually do. Mm -hmm. But he's working with Isabella at this point, which also weirded me out because I'm like, if they went home, they didn't talk about this man staying there. They weren't like, hey, let me tell you what's going on back in my dorm. Like... But then I have to remember, not everyone has that kind of relationship with their parents. So,
0: okay, well, you know what, friend, you because you're right. Let's assume that I was meek enough to hold out for this amount of time and go home for break that's what i would i would and my daddy he ghetto so like that's what i (laughs) would tell my mom and daddy like y'all they have been letting this grown ass
2: man oh my god that would have been my daddy like what the fuck is you talking about i think i would have been embarrassed to be honest to tell my mom that she would have been like are you are you dumb
3: then the camera would have cut to me in my family's house like and then her daddy stayed been there since (laughs) all (laughs) these talking about we gotta do all this no i I don't know why he said that I ain't
0: doing it, but then it cut straight to me <laughs> running it to look to Daria <laughs> <laughs> and Damon, and then cut right back to me and my daddy and his fucking Tahoe headed to see his people.
2: And like, Damon um, and Damon calling us some stupid motherfuckers. I can hear it now.
4: <laughs> <Get> <laughs> Wait, so here's when,
2: here's when shit gets crazy. So Isabella decides that she's not going home for Christmas break.
3: You know what it was? He been working she, out.
2: She calls her mother to tell her I'm not coming home and he takes the phone and he tells her mother, listen, he told her that they through his system have unearthed the fact that she was sexually abused as a child Mm. and the mom was completely shocked. Because she's like, this is not something that she ever came to her mm-hmm. about, you know. And she didn't want to say that it didn't happen mm-hmm. because you don't know, you know. Yeah. But she was more so just shocked that this man that she doesn't know who nope. he is, right. is on the phone at the dorm with my child saying she's not coming home. And then you're telling me, the mom, that she's not coming home. Once and why. again,
3: playing into a situation that can't really be challenged. Otherwise, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. If it's not religion it's and faith-based. It's literally a
2: psychological operation. That's it.
3: It's a big huge con. Yep.
2: And the mom was shocked and then he told her that Isabella said that if she goes home, she's going to mm-hmm, kill herself. Mm-hmm. And so the mom is like, okay. Like, okay. I don't want that. Obviously, we do not want that. If this is what's best for Isabella, then let her stay there. Like, let her stay there, but in my mind,
3: I would have and got my baby. I
2: would have been like, "Who are you? <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Who
2: are you calling my phone?" Like that's the part that I, I get that this was a delicate conversation, but it also wears the part where you ask, "Who are you, sir?"
3: We wouldn't have been speaking, and me personally, I, one. if that was my kid, I, at the the minute some motherfucking nigga got on the phone, I'd have been a in the car,
2: grown right,
3: on my way. If I had to walk. I'd have been on my way to Sleepy Hollow. Where the fuck you said this shit was? Salem, Sleepy Whatever Hollow. the fuck. I'd have been on my Bronxville, way. Bronxville, New York, yeah, and Westchester. I'd have mm-hmm. been right there um, pulling the fuck up. Sometimes you have to, especially at, at, at that early stage of young adulthood, sometimes you do have to step back into that, um, you know, management role as a parent right. and start really calling the shots and shit. And but
2: I, but I will say the mom did say that they were going through financial hardships. You know, mm. she so didn't she have she get yeah, she didn't have the funds yep. to really yeah. even pop up like that. Like it just wasn't their situation, and I'm sure I'd he have knew that my too. Ass. And I'm sure he knew that too. I have he saw Ryan my ass. That. I
3: ain't even playing when it comes to, to, to my, my out. yes. And a nigga having that sort of influence over your child, you do whatever you got. I'd have been in the street selling dope. Especially if it's my Whatever daughter. the fuck yeah. I had Ooh. to do. I'd have took it there to get what I needed. The resources I needed to fix the problem. I would ask someone to like
2: lend me money or something. Oh, but yeah. you know, but we're not a... going to fault the mom. No, I, we I just, still... just said what we would have done. But yeah. I still think it's it's tricky. Like, that's still yeah. tricky. It's like, yep. so you just I'm hung up the phone and weren't curious? Like, who's like a, about this situation that I'd your have daughter's been
0: in? i <laughs> Look, I would have to A lie friend. to somebody. Somebody getting lied to because I got to get to my baby. Okay, I'm sorry. I
2: uh, money. Bribe. Sorry, Peter to not pay Paul. Sorry. Okay, but and, he told and her uh,
0: <laughs> Philip to do it
2: <laughs> <laughs> when they were getting off the phone. He reminded her mom that he was just he was just here to help. Okay, he didn't want her to take this personal or internalize that he was just here to help. And so during nah, this time, my nigga, you
3: don't even know that's got that she's access to your daughter. never heard
2: of. Um, during this time, Santos, he notices this huge change in mm-hmm. Isabella. Right. And he's like, wow. Like he's the one that was if you watch the doc that was describing how activated she had become as a human. And he was like, so this all these people
0: is- are alive. Nobody died. Nobody died yet.
2: No, nobody died. <laughs> he said, yeah. So, OK, I'm he's bleeding. watching and he's like, yo, this system works like I'm seeing it. In oh real God. time, you a know, dummy. so he so he asks Larry if he can talk to him later on that day and and tells him, like, I have so much shit weighing me down and I see what you've done for Isabella. Like, I'm in, you know, I'm in. I'm buying into the system. What do I have to do? What's the first step?
0: Let's talk after dinner.
2: Right. And we find out that he's the youngest of three kids. They come from a Dominican family. Um, he has two older sisters. Uh, the mom was he starts telling Larry like his mom was always working always working and the dad was just kind of out cheating <laughs> he had like different families different kids um, and it, it's funny because in my notes I, I wrote very relatable content yeah, yeah, so
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. he just felt like that instability in the home you know of like A dad that you feel like you don't really know, like the emotional instability, the financial instability, the fact that the mom's always gone, the dad's always gone. It's feeling like no one was ever talking to them about what was happening is just, just it made him feel neglected, Mm -hmm. you know, and left out and unloved and unseen. And he suffered from lots of depression and confusion for many years um, and he said the what made it worse that his parents literally would just not open up about anything. He never saw them communicating about the dynamics mm. in the household. It just was like swept under the rug.
4: Mm.
2: Um, and he asked Larry, he's like, I, he couldn't figure out the answers to these questions. And this is where Larry swooped in. And he told him, listen, he said that Larry broke down his family dynamics, something crazy. He's like, it was like he was in my house growing up with me.
3: Talking like T.I.,
4: he said That's all that I mean it was The Expedition. serendipity
3: of your occurrences has become too. He, said,
4: transfusional
3: it. Oh. To your he said it
2: opened his eyes so much that he felt like he had never been seen mm-hmm. as a human being in that way before. He said he he talked to him about the fact that his mom neglected him. You know, she neglected you, and his dad chose other families over him. And, you know, like he just really was kind of able to zero in on what were the causes of his sadness, his confusion and his depression. You and- know,
3: I think that because
0: <laughs> Dustin.
3: of, cause I often think about and struggle with like, is it me or is it everybody else? Right. <laughs> so some said, I think it's me just because <laughs> I don't have an attachment to emotions in a way that you know most people do, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take that. I'm gonna take that, right? Like, <laughs> like it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's me. It's not. It's me. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem. Whatever she said, it's me. Oh my god! But Kim like, Pyer. I feel. Oh, Kim Pyer, Shout out to the Kim Pyer daily. The He's been playing Kim that, shit that all the time, Yeah, that's the only reason Kim I, know I know that you've been, you been wearing reference. that beat machine out too. With I the loving ad-lib. it, living for well, it. But my god, you've been wearing it out. Okay, <laughs> now. <laughs> However, I just feel like anyone that I'm, I just, me personally, I'm not going to buy a motherfucking stranger telling me anything about my emotional experience. You just, it's just not, you don't have it figured out. No one has it all figured out. We're all just doing the best that we can do. There is no cheat sheet rubric to life and to managing like, like the emotional reactions you have to experiences, that go on in your life there isn't and,
2: and people so, he's never met right. on top of that you and
3: know? you her daddy so you're already older than us fuck you right. I'd have, I would have been so defiant
0: <laughs> like, I mean it's fuck like cause it's just disgusting cause it's terrible especially when you hear the, their stories like you see why it was so easy for him to infiltrate like yeah old boy's parents weren't around. <laughs> like, you know, right. I
2: feel exactly. like even if y'all wanted... And that was wanted, the common, the common thread is that... I knew it was gonna be. It's like, there was, there was emotional neglect mm-hmm. and so he's mm-hmm. able to tap into that need, that thirst, that desire yes, for
0: he would've it, had to you know? be fucked. It's fuck like him. he was just... He Was just listening me. to whatever their childhood traumas were and just figuring out, like, oh, they just need a hug or some attention or bitch. or
2: really, even something as simple as just being listened to,
0: yep,
2: <laughs> you know, because just being, a present. Just being present. Present. A man there,
3: just being yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yep.
2: imagine someone just ke- wanting to ask you, Yo, what have you been through, and being At like 19. a genuine listening ear, and not only a listening ear, but someone that obviously he's an older man, he has life advice, whether we, you know, want it or not, but he can share some shit to really reel him in. And
3: this is Psychology 101 because you're taught that in, psych- in literal Psychology 101 that non-authoritative adult figures, you know what I'm saying, have an influence over you know, pe- people who are younger than them. He was hurting right. daddy, more disarming. not theirs. They're right.
2: disarming. Yeah. Yeah. And still yeah. represent
3: the stability or the experience and wisdom that Someone who's lived longer than you would have, and therein' be able to protect you in different
2: ways, right? You know, and so, get into your mind. Yeah, yeah. and, and, you he's, had and sex he felt into that. like it's just he
3: alive.
2: felt like he was jolted awake. That was the term he used. He said, "In a so deeper way, in a deeper <laughs> way than even therapy could ever reach." Was his exact words. <laughs> okay, so, there it
3: is. <laughs> if we don't know now, you know.
2: <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though, Dan. Starts saying that he noticed now, like he sees Isabella. You know her her change. He sees that Santos he described in the documentary. He's like, "Yo, his posture changed. Like he went from kind of being this brooding, kind of sulking, sad, you know, kind of quiet, more reserved person to like puffing out his chest a little bit. Oh, you well, know, and, <laughs> and prima donna." And he said he felt like the support, <laughs> the emotional support that Larry was providing was really filling in the gap in an important way for Santos. And he felt like he had like a confidence that had kind of kicked up in him. So now he's seeing Isabella is out here. He's seeing Santos is out here. Dan is like, I'm so like, that's it. Come on, two of my Le- peers legs in the dorm. To the room. <laughs> Cause so then, that's
3: what that is Don't, nuth, don't nothing renew hours. you Like you know
2: <laughs> So here's Raven Asante's favorite She said that her and their other friend Claudia who also lived in the house Would, would just be observing how weird all this shit was Okay <laughs> this was. She said they would be <laughs> cracking jokes and being like, this is some <laughs> chaotic fucking shit. <laughs> what yeah, is, right, what is our down. life? What is yeah, okay. our life? And they said it was We just... raving
0: in Claudia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she said while everyone was transfixed, they were just in the corner being mean girls because they were like, this is stupid and y'all are period. stupid, period. But it was kind of starting to cause division in the friend group, which sucked. Well, they initially yeah, because they had and a bunch
0: of so weird excited. shit. And- Y'all letting this grown-ass man in the house and in y'all heads and maybe in y'all pants, so.
2: But here's the thing. Raven said, you know, Claudia was like her mean girl tag team. But then she said (laughs) one night she comes downstairs and Claudia's on the couch with Larry.
0: Oh, no.
1: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no-set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter oh! or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. it sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Oh! Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.
5: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities.
0: like, oh no She saw it
4: And
2: they're All talking right, well. And she says She looked at her like Bitch No <laughs> like,
0: Don't do she, it. Maybe she just wanted to see What Larry was working with
2: Maybe Cause yeah It's like Are you for real Let me see what What, is, yeah, what like, has like, everybody
0: like, What's the like What's the What's the razzle dazzle
2: <laughs> Okay And so Raven says She watched a couple shows She says she watched movies Full movies Seasons Binge Came back downstairs Claudia's still, still on the couch And she said fuck he, got, he her. got her. He got her. She was like, and she just couldn't understand what it was about him. He just had this gift, this ability to just tap in in the ways that these kids just really needed. Nine. And she said, she said one night <laughs> while they were all getting <laughs> high as balls as usual, Claudia for the first time ever <laughs> declined, which they said was rare for her, <laughs> like a college kid saying no. They were like, what? And she explained to them that she had schizophrenia and the weed would exacerbate it. And they were like, schizophrenia? You never told us that. Like, where's this coming from? And she apparently unearthed that through the conversations with Larry.
3: See what I mean? So who is he now? He's diagnosing people. Come on. Yes. Now.
2: He helped Isabella unearth the abuse she endured in her childhood. He helped Santos unearth the neglect he experienced in his household. And, and now, now he, now helps he didn't tell her she crazy. He he told Claudia that she had schizophrenia and had to be mindful of the friends around her, what she was eating, and just how she was living her life in general. Cause he's, he's trying to help her.
3: The one that's got some shit going on. Implementing Very these clearly. false diagnosis you know what I'm saying, to all these young impressionable minds. This is so nasty. But and Raven evil. was
2: tripped. Raven was tripped out, and their other friend Max, because they were like, you know, Claudia has always been that sort of weird artsy friend that's just an open book. And they were like, there's no way on earth, like literally no way on earth that she would have she would be schizophrenic and not have mentioned it in the year that they've known each other. They right. were like, it just wasn't possible because she's just one of those friends that was just
3: would have owned would that you, and made would it, have yeah. owned
2: that and, and talked about it. And especially if she's saying that we'd exacerbate it from one day to the next. It's like, well, how come? this was never a thing before you know so but you know they're trying to be supportive because clearly she's doing quote-unquote the work with larry to be healed so (laughs) the work the work right so this is where raven said things were just weird because people were just like really sinking into larry in the house and that's she exactly said she tried.
3: Doing.
2: She tried to have a combo <laughs> with Claudia, and she said that the thing is when you would try to talk to anyone in the house about him, it would go from "He's pretty great" to "He's saving my life" to "He's the best thing that's ever happened to me" to "Fuck you for talking shit about him." And then he comes like, to in like like he... too
3: much teeth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, remember Dan <coughs> had been observing. I was just trying to make y'all laugh. Dan had been observing that everyone was like changing for the better, apparently. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's he's actually Raven's boyfriend at this time. And they had been having issues because Raven hates Larry. (laughs) Like, she's like, she hates Larry. She's struggling with this shit. Dan is excited about Larry because he's seeing Larry from a completely different lens. And then on top of that, Dan was just dealing with a lot of shit in general. Mm
4: -hmm. He
2: was questioning his sexuality. He was questioning some of his feelings. Um, Things were volatile between him and Raven. Because as you see by Raven's personality, she's like... She just says what shit is, very matter of fact, straight shooter. So like a lot was just happening between them emotionally that he couldn't handle. He felt he didn't have the capacity for. And he thought that. Especially in the
3: arguments, right?
2: He thought thought that (laughs) confiding in Larry, an older man who could maybe give him some tools on how to have the capacity for this relationship. And Larry straight up told him. So they met one day at a coffee shop. And Larry told him. (laughs) (laughs) Larry told him, Raven is in your way, straight up, and you need to end that shit. And you're gonna call her right now. His
3: own daughter.
2: No, that wasn't his daughter. Raven is the one that that has been opposing him this whole time. Yeah. 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 So.
3: So he had it out for anyway. So he finna take our man. Right. So Larry
2: told him, wait, listen.
3: That's what it <laughs> is, right?
2: Here's one thing, though, that I <laughs> thought was interesting. Dan said that when he got to the coffee shop to meet Larry, right, Larry told him, you're going to drink coffee. And you're going to have it with a little half and half in it. And, and he said an it was enema. very demanding. <laughs> Dustin Ross. For me in that moment, I felt like, Larry was unsure of how compliant Dan would be. And that little was teeny a test.
4: Because
2: mm-hmm. you know us. If somebody was like, you're going to have coffee. I would have been like, I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm, no, I'm, I'm not tea. Just
4: to just
3: I'm good with with tea. you I just <laughs> so I'm like, I smoke. I don't
0: even, like, even the hungry. The
2: majority of us <laughs> would be like, why are you telling me what the like, fuck I'm Give order? me a passion tea lemonade. I don't, <laughs> actually, I don't drink
3: like, coffee. I, and enjoy. I actually already told you that. When well, you told okay. me to meet you here in the first damn place.
2: Per Larry. (laughs) So, Dan says that he accepts it because he's like Larry's an older man. Maybe he's giving me tools on how to be an adult. You know, like this: how you're supposed to drink coffee already.
3: He was dead
2: giveaway. Dead giveaway (sighs) to Larry that this was going to work. Another person that he could get into his head. Easy mark. Easy mark. Just from that one little test. So. Larry's uh he's he tells him this is where they have the conversation. Dan tells him about his confusion about his sexuality. Just says it straight out. Listen, this is what's weighing the heaviest on he me. He felt the vibes. And and this is the part that gets so wild. Larry asks him, Are you attracted to men? And Dan said, No, maybe. I'm un- you know, like I'm unsure. And Larry said, Are you well, attracted to me? <laughs> Larry says, and I quote. I know for sure you're not gay. That worry is dragging you down. So just leave it alone. And Dan said that in that moment, he felt like the weight of the world just got off his shoulders because this one thing he had been toiling with and just confused about. And in his way, Larry could see through it and tell him, let it go. You're not gay. I'm telling you that you're not gay. And he said he let it go.
0: You got it, me- or you want me to do it?
2: He said he didn't have to figure no, it out.
3: I'll let you do it because it's too no, much. No, you got me. it. I'm not going to do it.
0: <laughs> get somebody else to do it. I can't even. I just hold on.
2: Listen to this one line. He didn't have to figure it out anymore because Larry did it for him.
3: He sure did do it for him, which is why he was rolling with what he said anyway. Because that's the dick and ass he wanted in the first damn place was Larry. I will be your father figure. Okay, like that song, put your hand in, what, what's that song say? You know the damn George Michael song we talking about and so do motherfucking Larry. With his Stop gay it. ass. Talking about, I know you're not gay. Of course you do because you work in the situation. You know. And what he told play, him to it, drop to it.
2: Just drop it. Like, don't even worry about this shit. Then he hands him his cell phone mm-hmm. and says, you're going to call Raven right now and you're going to debt it because it's time for you to move forward. And so he calls her and the first thing that she says after he tells her it's over, she said, are you fucking Larry now? Yeah, okay, Raven. And Raven admitted and like, yeah, in you know the what? documentary
4: that she, that she was that... a bit aggressive. Mm-hmm. And maybe
2: that wasn't the best response to someone that oh, clearly. Nah, she lived
3: there. That was a I'm QTNA sorry. to me. You know what I'm saying? Like That, that was what the pregunta. On the Piso was, you know what I'm saying? Like, are y'all fucking? That's what we need to know, right? But in that moment,
2: it made him lean into Larry more because it was proof. That he was gay? No, it was proof, like, this is what I'm dealing with. That she's an asshole who doesn't listen to me, who doesn't consider my feelings. I'd have
3: been like, I know you don't want to talk about assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Is your soul
2: right now. I am done. So, Larry, so at the end of their walk, Stan says there's a limousine waiting at the end of the street.
0: Oh no, wait, no, no, wait. I, this is not funny, but no, I'm so sorry. I, well, I don't even know. Is it about to be? I mean, not, so come on, come on, come
2: on, come on, friend, come on. So he said don't he's confused because he's like, "Is this? Am I getting? You this We're going to play? prom? Is it just here?
0: <laughs> come on, about come to on. Leave. I wish I could leave Riverside." And
2: he said that Larry opens the door. Mm-hmm. And inside of the limousine are Santos, Isabella,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and Talia, mm-hmm. and Claudia, who he had also bagged. All inside,
3: naked.
2: <laughs> they were waiting for him, and they ah. welcome him in
3: to the group. And he to got, the cult. and
2: he exactly it was symbolizing an army that was forming under Larry Ray. He got in the limo, and they closed the door. And that point, Dan calls his parents that week, and he's talking to them about how enamored he is with Larry, that his life is completely changing. And the parents, this is the part I don't understand, they felt like, you know, they'd seen some drastic improvements in his energy, and they felt similar to how the uh, the kids had been describing everyone else. Like, there's a change.
3: They bitches, that's why they raised a bitch. (laughs) That's what happened. They all dumb and impressionable.
2: See, but Dan told them, oh, it's just Talia's dad, you know, and he told them about the experience he'd had and the countries he's visited and the languages he spoke. And they were like, okay, this is an older intellectual man that is simply guiding our son, and it's just one of his
3: peers. Who takes their kids' word for it?
2: They They do.
3: You you go and you check up on shit, and you make sure that shit makes sense and adds up because your kids... Are away from you and out of your care and concern, so you have to make sure they're safe. You don't just take their word for whatever they're telling you. You go and you follow through and make sure everything adds up.
2: But here's That's where it gets 101. Even, Here's where it gets even wilder. Dan, in that same conversation, tells his parents, "So that I can continue under the tutelage of Larry Ray." I'm dropping out. <sighs> I'm I am moving out of Sloanham Woods and moving into his apartment in the city.
0: Oh, so Larry got a fucking apartment.
2: So Larry has a high-rise apartment in the Upper East Side. What the fuck? <laughs> and, they, and he moves in with him. See,
3: well,
0: to be honest, I don't, I
3: just, <laughs> when certain things make sense, they just
0: make sense. I just feel even more right about the fact that that motherfucker shouldn't have been staying at the fucking dorm I mean, now.
2: <laughs> and you had a crib in the Upper East Side this whole time. What? So here's the thing. But well, my thing, who slowly... are we going? <laughs> here's How big thing. is this
0: crib? Because there's a lot of people in this limo.
2: It's a one bedroom apartment, but the oh, no. but the okay. living room was like sizable. You know, they those can high stay rise
3: the house apartments. And me and Larry can go in there and be homosexual. <laughs>
0: oh my god! It's, it's still probably a one bed one bath. So if he can tell mean. me I'm not, I can damn
3: sure tell him he is. So I know, like, you know, I know this is going to be reciprocal. <laughs> who are, who are? Tell me who I have to be <laughs> to gain oh some red Surprise, city, Larry. Okay, shit. Fuck you, man. you giving it up <laughs>
4: tonight.
0: Don't you want to do a little more?
3: We're getting fucked
4: up tonight. So
2: You've been the doing thing. the
0: cup challenge on the upper east. Wait till you see stars.
2: It was the summer of 2011 at this point. So this is the summer basically after their sophomore year.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And Claudia, Santos, Isabella, Talia, and Dan are all slowly starting their transition away from Sloan Woods. And before you know it, they're all in this one bedroom apartment. They're all crashing in the living room. Larry moved them in and he said, listen... This summer in this apartment is where we're going to get it. Well, y'all. Y'all are going to get your shit together. Like, we really doing this. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are part of my system now. So he created a whole boot camp. He said there were specific songs they had to wake up to. It had to be 7
0: a.m. Oh, my God. What was
4: the
2: the
0: song? Uh, Wait, wait. What was the one on Love is Blind where they woke an old girl up? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What What was was
3: they singing when she fell asleep in the pods? Uh,
0: Usher. Um, no. Oh yeah, which
3: which song was it, Asante? Damn, it's on the fucking. I can't remember. <laughs> fuck! Oh my god! And they so about she always woke up to that song.
2: Dustin, <laughs> yeah. it was the song that Kwame sang. The guitar. No, I. What I and what
3: was it? I, I. I. Fuck it! Wasn't it the Barney song? I love you, you love me. It was something <laughs> dumb oh As fuck god. like that. I hated Kwame. I hate him so much. And I can't (laughs) wait to talk about that shit on the bench because you know I watched the reunion and everything. I saw your tweet
2: and I screamed. (laughs) All I saw Dustin say, "Y'all, I just got to the (laughs) part where
4: (laughs) Kwame sings."
3: Oh, I hate him so much, and okay, I really hate his wife. But go ahead. <laughs> yes.
2: So at this point, they they have to do specific workouts, eat specific things. But the thing is, they all claim that they actually felt better because this was providing oh, structure. Don't feel
3: better working out, getting up earlier, and eating. Yeah, good shit. this ain't it's
2: providing structure. It it was making sense making of sure their day. Stock. You know. And Larry said he wanted them to feel confident in in their bodies, in their health, their headspace, in their sexuality, and their sexual nature. Encourage them to Fuck. be more embracing of their masculinity and their femininity, especially to Dan, who was you know struggling.
4: struggling.
2: So Dan says that one night he's in the living room. <laughs> you know,
3: Dan was. Oh no, this the one that begin me people like you know he. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. This one right here. If I ever catch a motherfucker saying, I, and I am, Hello. I am, you know, but if I ever catch a motherfucker Not- saying, you know, Dusty. He-
4: I break every
3: finger on your mug. You're talking Dance about break there every was chain. A
2: night he was in the living room and he was actually woken up by Isabella.
3: Oh, I thought this was going a totally different.
2: Remember, Isabella is the one that that um, mm-hmm. Larry Dan had been in the first, room. Or Larry. The first one, right? The mm-hmm. first target. She comes out of her the room because this is what's funny. Larry, Larry and Isabella have the bedroom. Right. And everyone else is kind of in the living room camping She's out. She's Queen B. Exactly. A right. princess. Exactly. So.
0: So he ordered the princess to go fuck the bottom. Dan. Exactly.
2: He know it. But he yep. has to take his time with it because that would have been a little yep. too forward. So she, the yeah. first night, it's it's just a you know a little blowjob, and Dan is like, what? <laughs> but he said, you know. Considering all the confusion he had been experiencing, and Larry knowing the confusion, he said this moment was just like, "Whoa, like what is
3: happening?" For who messed around? Dan and Isabella Isabella came out and gave
2: gave Dan a blowjob on the couch in the middle of the night. And he said, "Isabella, you know, seeing her with so much pleasure kind of was like affirming for him. You know, like maybe I do love women." You know, maybe this, this is like, yeah, Larry mm. was right. There's nothing for yeah, me to Larry figure out. Was
4: right.
5: well, and he said over are.
2: time, <laughs> he felt like he had a lot to learn from Larry. <laughs> and so slowly this quote unquote sexual education was brought into the bedroom with the three of them. Mm-hmm. And Larry would kind of show him what to do to please Isabella. And then it just became a thing, you know, and, a lot of exploration, and Larry would play Gregorian chants, saying that that was the best way to... I don't know to, what
3: mean. Some
4: music. You know those uh... Gregorian
2: music? Yeah. He, he said that it was the best way to climax with the Gregorian chants playing in the background because there was, like, elation mixed with relaxation, which is the effect that Gregorian chants tend to have on the body. <laughs> and... <laughs> I don't
0: like these pictures on YouTube (laughs) of Gregorian chants. (laughs) It sounds
3: like (laughs) demons and gargoyles. (laughs) Now, what do Jesus got to do with fucking? (laughs) And and that being what you need to hear.
2: And so here's the thing, y'all. They would go to school during the day and then go back home to Larry's at night. And Santos described it as just like a little community of healing that they had created. You know, so, and who all
3: was Larry fucking? That's what I want to know.
2: At this point, I think he was just fucking Isabella and playing with Dan.
4: Okay.
2: Because Dan never says otherwise on the doc, so we don't know.
3: Well, yeah.
2: He just said they would play.
3: It was definitely Uchi Wiley and not one mic. <laughs> Go
2: I'm going by what Dan said. So, here's where it gets even trickier. Uh, Santos had. Remember I said he was the youngest Of three siblings three. He had two older mm-hmm. sisters He said one of his older sisters Who was studying at Columbia University Was like feeling really lonely there You know she's like a Dominican girl oh, no. She's an outcast And so he told her to come to the house He's like yo listen The shit going down here is different Like trust me on this So he brings his sister Yalitza Into the fold And she said she just felt seen. Immediately, the fact that everyone was everybody's there, in like, the
3: same damn room. It was ten people in the one bedroom apartment. But she said yeah. it was
2: lit because it's like everyone is like happy and buzzing around and working and eating and working out and waking up together. And she said it just felt healthy and structured. Like they all
0: quit college or whatever, and they felt good about life. So I'm sure for her it was like well, no, wow, they didn't is- quit
2: college. They were still going to school during the day. Oh, and they just stopped living at Slonem Woods. Oh, they
0: just left the damn right. Thing. They okay. left campus
2: essentially, oh, and were. Living. He was gonna
0: get uses out of their degrees and shit. Okay. Right. It's just really grooming. And this okay. is
2: the part where I was like, Man, their parents really just let them live with this man that they never met, because he never met any of their parents. This is the part that was throwing me off. Like I these are 19. He and just talked to old.
0: Isabella's mama that one time.
2: And and there's one part where they interview Santos Dominican parents. And they were like, oh, you know, he just seemed like an intellectual and cultured and well-traveled. And it seemed like it would be a good, a good, um, like it would rub off on him, you know?
0: They were like, oh, a nice white
2: man. Yeah. Good lazy, influence. The that's problem the with,
0: with society today,
3: lazy ass parents. That's what that sounds like. And that's what that is. It's yeah. lazy ass, do nothing ass, ain't nothing ass parents who don't want to do the work to ensure that their children are developing properly and have sensibilities and and street smarts and can see this kind of shit coming a mile right. away. Right like and feel
2: that something about this setup is off. Like not, why are we all in the living room of a one bedroom apartment I and mean, you're
3: not doing the work to make sure that your child is affirmed in ways mm-hmm. that that they're not seeking out this sort of validation. That's the point of all that, so that they right. don't seek out this kind of shit and they're not vulnerable to this sort of risk and manipulation from somebody yeah. that don't give a fuck about them and it, it wants to hurt them. Lazy yeah. ass parents, like Santos parents. That's what the problem is. Lazy,
2: which is sad. So at this point, remember Raven, Max, and their friend Gabe. They're the only ones that, for some Ain't reason. They didn't, yeah, they they stayed on campus. They said they would pop through the house. Well, Raven didn't because she said she was scared to go in there and see what was going down. But Max and Gabe said they popped through and they were like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> like, why are all of y'all in here? What is going on? But they couldn't figure out what does he want from them? They were like, is it a sex cult? Is it like, like, what is he gaining from keeping these kids so tight to his chest that they, 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 and Raven said that that was a part where they would you know obviously this started getting out on campus there was rumors people being like what happened to them where are they at she said they became withdrawn too like they would not talk to them anymore they were separatists she, yeah, yeah she said if she saw them walking they would look away they wouldn't socialize they was not going to parties they literally would go to class and dip out back to the apartment. And she said it got to a point where it was kind of pointless for her to try to talk or engage so she they just act like they didn't know each other and that's just what it was and she felt terrible because she's like this is wrong this is fucked up I don't know but she just didn't know what to do what
3: could she do yeah these are all adults
2: all yeah. adults you know and they was and Santo said he started um adding adderall to their diet saying that they needed it to focus. And he said See, that the the exhaustion of like the boot camp, yeah, the the exhaustion of the boot camp system he had created tied into the Adderall, they were just raw nerves. And this raw nerve uh a uh, nervous system, right? Like being in being so malleable, I guess mm-hmm, you'd be mm-hmm, at that yeah. point,
4: mm-hmm.
2: was easy. It made it easier for Larry to kind of take over their minds and get in even deeper and I mean yep. at this point he already has him in the crib like it's a rap
0: he is a sick fuck
2: <laughs> with no parents to account for you know like it's just sad so this is where it gets even weirder he starts filling the house they said with just a bunch of shit <laughs> like
0: there's already too many people
2: (laughs) he's they said he just starts filling up the house with shit like he got into woodworking so he would buy like those big woodworking machines like to cut the to cut through the pieces he'd buy sewing machines he it was just the house was full of shit they said it started looking like quarters no this is this is part of keeping them uneasy their nervous system's kind of in a state of confusion.
0: By putting random shit in the house?
2: Whereas imagine all these people constantly buzzing around you. You have to be working out. You have to be eating. You know, you don't have any place to really lounge and cozy up. It's creating a constant
3: state of unrest. Unrest. Yeah.
2: And and like a mental chaos in Mm -hmm. a way. And this is in hindsight. Obviously, in that time, they didn't understand. They were just like, what is all this shit in the house? And then he started blaming them when things would break and telling them that they had to pay for it. A
3: punishment system. Mm
2: -hmm. A punishment system, but also a financial scam Mm -hmm. because... They weren't breaking anything, but he had gotten into their heads saying, the reason you're not admitting you broke this is your trauma. I'm trying to be good to you, and you're trying to hurt me. And got into their heads. He he racked up a list for Santos of like $20-something thousand dollars. And he told Santos, you're going to get this money because it's the right thing to do. You know, like a person of integrity. You're trying to heal. And Santos was like, yo, the crazy things, I never remembered breaking any of this shit but because it's Larry telling me I did it, how could I question him, you know? And though though he didn't remember it, he almost got in his head like, man, I'm so broken and fucked up as a person that, like, I don't even remember doing this shit. But if Larry's telling me that I did, then I had to have. Because why would he tell me that I did?
3: To get $20,000, you dumbass. And I'm he sorry. started
2: calling his parents. That's,
3: yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even say...
2: He started asking them for money and they were like, why do you need money? What is going on? And he told them like, yo, I've been breaking shit and it's, you know, it's mad expensive. We're in this high rise in the Upper East Side. I'm fucking up. Like, can y'all please help me? And then thinking like, oh shit, you know, our little hood son is fucking shit up in the apartment. They started, they sold their house.
0: No. They, said they
2: sold their him car. him come
0: home. You get what I'm saying.
3: Like, they
2: went back to Dr. and borrowed f- borrowed money from friends. The mom no. said they gave him upwards of three hundred thousand dollars.
3: <laughs> okay, at this point, it's on y'all. It's on y'all. <laughs> three
2: hundred thousand. That's more than the cost of the education. That's We're more at-
3: than the cost of the tuition. Are you out yep. your damn mind?
2: And it was sad because Larry would like record everything, which was strange. And they played a clip where you heard him saying, did you feel I was holding you accountable? And you hear Santos say yes. And then he's like, and how does that feel? And Santo's like, really good. Thank you. And he'll tell him, you're welcome, buddy. Good thing you're being honest as he pays him for the damage that he, quote unquote, caused. And this is stuff that he was doing to them. But he picked on Santos the most because it just seemed like an easy mark. I mean, and then the fact that his parents were easy marks because they're the paying $300,000. Yeah. Had to keep the Mm-mm. apartment rolling, right? Isn't that just like, what is going on? When it's I stupid. tell you, I was watching this in disbelief.
3: <laughs> 300000 fucking dollars. To a nigga you don't even know. A
2: working class Dominican family in New York.
3: That does not have that money to do that doesn't they have sold the money, period. Their
2: house and their car.
0: Larry's a white man, right? Obviously.
2: Yeah.
3: My son yes, would have came home. My mm-hmm. son wouldn't have been there in the first fucking place. Uh, yeah, I, like I was about to say not a... that in the... but my son wouldn't have been what? in the damn eight-person a- <laughs> house.
0: Were there any <laughs> black people involved in this? No.
3: Exactly. So like <laughs> My time. son would have been at Morehouse. <laughs> <laughs> at Howard? Howard.
2: We you talked about that too. We were like, would this have happened in a Howard or like an HBCU? HBCU.
3: Yep. Look at old boy you that was scamming the fuck out of Howard. Remember the. Uh, but
2: that's different. That was just they him. look different. I don't know. <laughs> they
3: show up different ways. You know, well, can someone's you, dad
2: come you know, out of look, jail and I was just going to say HBCU, HBCU niggas are different HBCU. though.
1: Like
0: mm. they're going to be like hell to the norm. Like <laughs> like HBCU niggas <laughs> don't even like they have empathy, but like not that kind of empathy. And there's <laughs> a
3: level of accountability from the families that looks different you Know what I'm saying from HBC population? Let them right. and tell
2: their parents some shit. like I need money because I'm breaking stuff. What I'm
3: call- I'm calling little college. Hold on, <laughs> imagine Claire Hux will coming to you, coming so you need what? Coming up yes. with, their, with her purse <laughs> hanging off her forearm, coming up to the dorm with her purse hanging off her forearm. You know what I'm saying? Stop like, it. hell no. Nah.
2: It's so just wait. different. <laughs> so at this point, Raven and Max and Gabe, right? They're like the outcasts of this group at mm-hmm. this point. They're the ones he couldn't get to. Which I wonder too. Like, why he couldn't? Is it? Do you think he just didn't want more, or he, did he kind of sense I'm not gonna be able? He knew not to play with them.
3: He didn't want to fuck them. He knew not to play with them. He didn't want to fuck. Yeah, them. and I think <laughs> they was a little harder because from the beginning, Raven ain't been with the bullshit. No,
2: Raven wasn't with the shits. But the other two guys, I mm. wondered because he didn't even try. Maybe mm. he sensed like, nah, it ain't, it ain't even worth it.
0: Maybe they were getting degrees in something basic, and he was like. Mm.
2: <laughs> not worth I mean, it but, but yeah. they say that they so that same summer right they're all at the house they said that back at school school started up again they get an email from claudia remember she was like the artsy one that he convinced had schizophrenia and she cc the dean which is fucked up at this point because at this point the dean was made privy in a way to that this something shit was going, going on. on, and the and the dean never did anything about it. Ooh. Never responded to the email. Never did anything about it. It wasn't escalated. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. It just went under the radar. But she, Claudia, he, uh, Larry, made her send an email that was an open letter. To the dean, see seeing all the students that were part of the dorm, like all her peers, the and was nine. Um,
5: so they said they see
2: this email. They're like, "What is this shit?" And in the email, she's confessing to rumors and allegations that she made against Larry, and saying like she had made up a bunch of shit and she wanted to fess up to the fact that it wasn't true. He's incredible. He's like changing their lives. And they were confused. Right. Cause they were like, what, (laughs) what rumors we never heard her say anything about him. You know, she never made those allegations. And then Raven says that what happened is he made Claudia write an open email to go basically contest the rumors. She Raven had started (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because he knew that they were at this point talking shit on campus and he was trying to get ahead of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But he manipulated Claudia to say, like, to you gotta mark. get yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta get ahead of this. Like, put this out there and emailed everyone. And they were so confused. But that's when they were like, Y'all, this shit's getting weird. And even with that, still nothing. None of those kids took that email somewhere. <laughs> Could you imagine if you had received that from me or I'd something? I like,
3: "What the fuck is going on?"
2: I'd have came you and got you, saying? friend.
3: I'm for gonna real. tell you right now, friend, because like, I know you. You know, <laughs> I know you out there in Pacific Northwest.
2: <laughs> no, you didn't,
0: <laughs>
3: friend. A yeah. B, friend. I'm telling you now. It was bad sh- for me. If the shit start looking crazy, I'm coming out there. Okay, I'm telling you, friend. <laughs> that's it. I'm coming out there. I'm coming to get you, to check on you and to get you, friend. I'm not going to let you just.
2: But this is the part that was so confusing to me because even though, yes, they're adults and maybe when you. And that's one of the things that the parents were saying, the Dominican parents, they were like, when they finally did go to the police, the police said they're adults. There's nothing we can do. They're choosing to live in that apartment They're not being held captive. They don't need to be, quote unquote, released. Nothing we can do.
3: Sometimes you need to lie. And I would have just thought (laughs) that sounds worse than I'm in it, but you know, I just would have been like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's some shit going on. I just said something. You know what I'm saying? Like they running numbers out the house. I just said something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? To get their ass attention to get the attention of the authorities and go save my child's life. Just
2: have them a a wellness check. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. They are living with some man that was released That was uh, recently released from prison They would be like you know when was he released I don't know a couple days couple weeks I don't know that's the lie right there Right, (laughs) He ain't got no foot on his right leg And it's a screwdriver (laughs)
3: <laughs> in his ankle that he be you know stabbing him with I'd have just made something up to like get the police or, or whoever over there to kick okay. the door in first. Something. I know that he
0: just got released from jail does he got a PO I can contact or something like you know oh y'all don't have y'all don't know about y'all should go check up over him see what he doing over there oh I would have gathered snitch, a group y'all. of people
2: mm-hmm. and just gone to the crib and tried to pull oh, yes. like physically mm-hmm. pull them kids out which maybe would have caused more drama if they're like screaming well, and fighting you but I don't know I wouldn't care.
3: Your ass come with me. You mind? You come with me. I went and got my baby. <laughs> Straight up.
2: This is just wild. I don't know, y'all. There's so much Look, of this, and I'm gonna kind of, you know, breeze through the rest of it because okay. it just was so much. Like, this is such a complicated case. But in episode two, they actually interview that Bernie Carrot guy, the police commissioner. Mm-hmm. Remember that he claims like trumped up the charges mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. this shit. They interview him, and they're like, "Yo, where is he getting this?" this stuff from like who are you to him what happened between y'all and he tells him that's my best friend like Uh, yeah he said they've been best friends for many years so when he heard that he was like what like trumped up charges over a scandal he's like if there had been a scandal would that not have been easy to find you know like right they've been all over the news and he said it was like the oddest shit because he sees that he's putting this on him as if like He's the cause of all this behavior, you know, like... And he said it was really scary because he's like you feel like you know someone your and whole then they life. Switch
3: up on you, yeah. And
2: they switch up on you. He said he felt like he didn't really know who he was and he didn't understand why he was targeting him specifically. And they asked him how they met, and he said, "This is the part that was weird though." He was like, "Oh, when I first met him, he's just like a businessman," but he never mentions what, what kind of business. Because what friends? So, bitch, don't... you lying
3: too, bitch. You both fuck both. Something first was tricky all, in yeah, that. You're lying. It already <laughs> a businessman
2: didn't say he was like. He was well-to-do, had houses and cars and, you know, he had two daughters and a wife and they were but, very successful, but never said in what.
0: But it's New York City, Upper East Side, white men. They probably met out at happy hour or something. Uh Larry's probably wearing a suit. So he's like, oh, he's a businessman. Don't know what the fuck he did. But then it's funny because he does say that they're best friends, you said. Right. There right there. So, like, so, so that must be the lie right there, too. Like, so you don't really know him? Like, or like, what is this? Like, that's, that's what I'm honing
3: but in on, that's the too. part like, where
2: it felt like, what the fuck is really going on? Yeah. To me, you know?
3: the information to protect w- would be, whatever he was doing that you're not supposed to know. You know what I'm saying? And that low
2: key you were probably a part of. It's
3: very easy to figure out whether or not someone has known a person for an amount of time. There's going to be pictures. There's going to be relationships. There's going to be occurrences, events, things they did together. It's far more difficult to prove what a person is doing or not. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like mm-hmm. that's where the lie is. Like, bitch, you know he on some more shit. That's why you're saying right. you don't know what he did and you're being so vague and using and this never, umbrella term of a businessman.
2: Yeah. Right. And the fact that the interviewer mm-hmm. in the documentary didn't seem to ask him either, so he probably told him, like, that's not a question I'm going to answer there you go. beforehand because it just never comes Pay up. Pay attention to like, what's not me. said
3: versus what he you did. Know?
2: And so Bernie says that one day out of the blue, this is like before all this shit was coming out about what Larry was saying about him. This is before that. He says one day out of the blue, Larry calls him and tells him that the FBI wants to indict him. And he's like, bro, what? (laughs) Like, He said, he was like, what the fuck did you do for the FBI to be on your neck like that? And he's like, oh, I didn't do anything, you know, just trying to act like they came out of nowhere. And he's like, I don't know about that. And then because he was a police commissioner, Larry asked him, can you call the head of the FBI to clear my name? And Larry and Bernie told him no. Hell no. He was like, whatever the fuck you did that they're on you to indict you, that's on you. And you need to stand in it. And I'm not putting my job on the line, which is probably what made Larry feel betrayed, you know, and and claim that, you know, he was part of the scandal with trumped up charges because he didn't help him. Mm -hmm. And then he said later that week, news reports came out that he was involved with Russian mobsters. They were charged in a stock swindle. They swindled people out of sixty million dollars worth of stocks. Damn! And he was convicted and of fraud and given five years probation. Well, why is not get a two-bedroom?
0: Damn, it all came down. No, but here's that.
2: where it gets crazier. So Larry, his wife files for divorce after that, right? His
0: wife. He was married. He was
2: married this whole time. <laughs> like, where her <laughs> ass been at? <laughs> he files for bankruptcy the following year. Wait, where was the custody. wife
0: Is the wife Isabella? <laughs> like, wait, <'cause>,
3: yeah, right. <laughs> no,
2: huh? we're going back. <laughs> we're going back in the past a bit.
3: What? So he was just married on paper. They weren't in relationship, obviously.
2: No, no, no. This is. This is, we're going back oh, in so th- the past this oh, so is this 2004 is before he met the kids, met the kids okay. in 2010 so oh, this is a this couple is years prior okay, yeah
4: after-
2: <laughs> he files for bankruptcy loses custody over his two daughters and this is where he publicly well, denounces bernie carrick saying it was a conspiracy and a setup and this is where bernie was like what the fuck are you talking about bro you literally called oh. me out of nowhere about this indictment you're you know, involved with Russian mobsters and, and stock swindles. Um, and while in jail, Larry met an inmate named Lee Chen, who he convinces about all of this. the The, you know, Bernie being after him, the law enforcement, the scandal, him being a whistleblower, and Larry Chen, who was like wealthy apparently. That apartment that Larry had the kids in, a few years after in 2010, 11 was actually Lee Chen's apartment that he said he had convinced him that he was on the run and losing his daughters and all this, that he told him, yo, don't, you're going to be good when you get out. I have a crib. You can stay there. And he said, clearly Lee Chen was kind of meek too, because he says that when they got out, they were roommates. Larry was crashing in the living room, but he said one day he comes with all these college kids. (laughs)
0: wait 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 okay wait hold on wait 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 wait. explain it to me like i'm five (laughs) right hold on because i just need to make sure i'm getting all of this correctly (laughs) so lee and larry were cellmates or they was in the same pod and then they both came out of jail and was living in lee's apartment yes and then larry had brought the kids to the apartment yep. after running. Oh, so for the four months he was, they was roommates and it was all good in the hood until well, no, Larry, Larry the kids up in the limo. No,
2: Larry had been in the dorms. Remember?
0: Oh, and so that's when Lee got out, and then Lee was like, "Hey, yo, I'm, I'm out. I'm out.
2: Come to the and crib." Then
0: that and he put up in the limo with them kids.
2: <laughs> yep. And he said he was so confused, like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing with these college and let kids?" Let it ride. And Larry was like, oh, you know, there's but so much that you and I can do. I'm building an army. Because he told him all this shit I'm going through against the government and law enforcement. I need help. And Lee believed him. And was like, you know what? Do your thing.
3: <laughs> well, now we know why the doorman, you know, as much as shit as doorman in New York City. like to Talk <laughs> about how many people you got coming up and shit. Yeah. Now we know why they let, you know, this field trip take place every day up to the apartment. This is the craziest shit in the world. And, and I he obviously starts filming them. There's more to he, the story than is reported in this documentary, obviously. Clearly. So I believe there's a couple more soul ties going on, you know, within <laughs> oh this group God. of people. That's what I believe.
2: And especially with the commissioner and all that weird mm-hmm. secretive parts of, I don't know what's going on, and I didn't know what he really did, mm-hmm. and I don't know why he said me, and I don't know how the FBI was involved. I was like, this part is murky
3: very murky and we're because it nice makes me wonder who
2: Larry really is you know what shit was he really involved in what government ties does he have and why like there's things that I know we're not going to be privy to cause even the skill set like regardless of what you think like these were teenagers the damage he did to their minds really did feel like some kind of psyop
4: mm-hmm.
2: talent you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's a skill set
3: all you gotta do yeah. is read a book honey these people especially people who have had a lot of time on their hands they 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 study history and they study like different things and they read accounts of you know these operations that are focused yes yeah you know what i mean that's it
0: yeah and plus this is a white man that was remember he he was locked up after his other scam so it's like Mm he's he's working on his next scam Mm -hmm. and and brushing up and also, by the way, where is Lee sleeping when Larry and that Isabella? Is the part...
4: <laughs> because no, that
2: was the part that I was like. So Lee just left the crib because he said after a while he stopped coming around as much mm-hmm. and he would make himself busy because he it's said his his shit was weird. He was like the kids were always there. He's like they he started filling the apartment up with a bunch of shit. The kids are there. Like he's like I just made myself invisible. Like I just would bounce, not really come home, and I'm thinking. Bro, this is your crib. Like, your name is on
0: the lease. This is your crib. And this is, what, 2010, 2011, right? At this point, yeah,
2: 2011.
0: Like, I'm sorry. I am just, like, And apparently he
2: got pushed out. So I'm thinking that Lee probably told him, yo, just take the crib. Like, I'm out. Because that's when he started... The thing of like telling the kids they were breaking the machines Um, and you got to call your mom for money. Because at that point, he Lee was probably not paying for the crib anymore. That's what I think. They didn't say that. Lee wasn't
0: there for the last.
2: Right. I think he dipped and told him, you're on your own with the crib. And I think that's where uh, Larry had to devise a plan. Like, okay, what am I do for money? Let me figure out how to coerce the kids to pay for this expense, you know, because that's where the Ooh. the scam of the money and the breaking and then he started filming them Uh, because at this point the kids were just fucked up like they had mental, emotional <clears throat> they were like trembling, they were skinny, they just did not look good, they weren't doing well, just in a real, like you see their <laughs> Dusty.
0: I'm sorry, this is not gonna help, all I was thinking about was kids like how them kids looked. Do you remember kids? The
2: movie Kids, I love that. Yes. <laughs> it was NC-17. <laughs> I have the DVD.
0: <laughs> I used to have that DVD. I see the letters in different colors.
2: <laughs> I had no legs.
0: <laughs> that man on the train always fucked me up. Oh my God. Not the, nothing was in there looking like Tim Burton characters.
2: Yeah, man. He, not, now really... he had worn
3: him out. He wore the yeah. kids out. <laughs> he wore them out. <laughs> God damn, Larry! Larry said, "You motherfuckers!" He said, Spread. I tried to hold it, but I, some shit just funny.
0: You gonna say they had got skinny? She was going down the list.
2: It's bad, y'all. When you now see the deterioration, mm-hmm. they were uh, Santos got to the point where he was just slapping himself. His sister was rocking. <laughs>
0: Now
2: that's
0: terrible, <laughs> Fran. Please continue. I'm trying. Just, 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 I'm just promising. Go, just, just I'm trying. go right on. Just, let's just you know, like on. they're like
2: walking back and forth. Like it was bad. <laughs> like the, the deterioration <laughs> to witness it. That's the part too where I'm like, were they not seeing anyone at this point? Like
3: because I'd been like, because I'd be like, yo, you, you good, feel like Dustin? You look a little gaunt <laughs> in the face, like
2: because they were like they were still going to class i'm like how if i saw santos in class like that after knowing him for two years i've been like bro you gotta get out that crib did he have
0: them cracked out like were they on like drugs or something The adderall remember it was just the adderall
2: apparently that's like he wasn't coming in with
0: a little meth or
3: something because jesus it was
2: the the exhaustion and where was lee
3: well he didn't told you he built an army and we meanwhile we and in here looking tell like nobody. and and he's saying we are army but we in this bitch looking like we on a thriller video. What is you like? What is you, what are we gonna who are we gonna be? Look, you should have known gone, the jig man. was
0: up.
2: You know, what I I'm don't saying? know, man. I'm At talking. that point,
0: it's after midnight. <laughs> Lee was out. <laughs> Lee was Lee gone. said
4: whatever whatever the fuck
2: you got going on. <laughs> I just came out of jail and I ain't going back. Ain't that what Marshall
0: did at the end? (laughs) Oh my God, please.
2: Wait, but here's what's crazy. He started filming them doing confessions of the fact that they were sent by the government and Bernie Carrick to set him up. And that's why they were breaking his shit while he's trying to help them.
4: So he was on drugs. And
2: he had them... Doing these confessions to shit that they never said that they never did, even claiming that Bernie Carrick knew them since they were little and was part of like their like it was a friend's a friend of the family just all kinds of oddball shit
4: baby please
2: just to create this kind of reserve you know of whatever goes down later, he can try to front like this is part of the setup I told y'all that Bernie's putting these kids on me.
3: He was trying to
2: think ahead and and fuck with the... Me
3: personally, at this point, (laughs) I'd have sent his fingers through that sewing machine. His hand would have been like this.
2: Nah, they were in bad shape. They were in bad shape. They didn't even know what was real no more, Dustin. They didn't know what was real.
3: We've traveled together. We know our habits. Y'all know when I be hungry, I get like shoulder pain. I be so hungry. (laughs) And if I'm not eating <laughs> and I'm up in the around these motherfuckers in close proximity, <laughs> you know what
2: Justin I'm saying? Said, He'd be so hungry, your shoulder it. And my shoulder is a pain. Uh,
0: a- I just a apparently, be and you know, apparently, Larry, a fake ass MD, so he would have had uh, a little BC powder waiting I for your shoulder to go down. took wrong.
3: what was left of my foot. <laughs> And laid it on the pedal
2: please.
3: of that singer sewing machine.
2: Dustin, please. And I took his
3: hand and said, motherfucker, today is your day. I'd have sent <laughs> his, his whole four fingers through. You know how the song, you know how hard that needle be going down. I'd have sent all four of them fingers underneath the pass. I'm telling you, all four. And sit, I'd have hit that pedal and looked at him with my hungry eyes. No matter how <laughs> protruding they were <was>, okay? <laughs> Hungry eyes. I'd have looked at him with my hook. <laughs> and I'd have sent his goddamn fingers. Justin, and for the rest of his funny. days, his hand would have been bound. You're talking about bound to
2: fall in.
3: Uh-huh, honey. The hand would have been together just like this. For the rest of his days, he'd have been a... Y'all single-handedly. He'd have done everything (laughs) single-handedly for the rest of his days. Santo's
2: oldest sister, who is a Harvard grad. She's in med school at Columbia. She comes, she's living in LA, but she comes to visit. Mm -hmm. And she wants to see Yeah. She's like, Yeah, she's like, Yali San Santo's like, let's have dinner. But of course, Larry comes to the dinner. (laughs) To the dinner? Yes. And guess did what? Did he bring everybody else? <laughs> no, he did
0: not. He converted not. her you know too.
2: He did he what?
3: He converted her to...
2: Yep. From he L.A., started, I thought she was going to be smart. He started talking to her. Oh, you people. know what I'm saying? But he no. started talking to her about psychology and medicine. And she was so enamored. Like, she's like, this is who you guys are living with? But this is the part that I didn't get. Her siblings look terrible.
4: Right. How does she not she say, like, them, like, hold
2: on, like, something ain't right. Like, but you look like shit. Nope. He glammed her. Whatever it is that he does in that one dinner, he had her sold. When she went back to L.A., they kept a long-distance relationship. He got in her head telling her, listen, because you're dating me now, you've got to be careful. Bernie Carrick has people watching you. He told her he needed to put cameras in her apartment just to make sure that she was okay so he could monitor her and he started monitoring her and then lying to her about stuff he was seeing you know like people coming in and out and and through her window and he got her so scared and mind you you know if you know med school students they're all they're already raw nerves because of their hours and their clinicals and just the schedule is so grueling it's very
3: demanding
2: It's very demanding. So he's already getting someone who is who ain't got but this much bandwidth. (laughs) Telling her people are chasing her. So her hers was kind of shocking because it was so quick. Like within weeks, she was back at his apartment shaking, you know, screaming, crying. She looked completely different. And was like, there are people after me. You'll see in the documentary, she's like screaming in the living room, talking about there are people after me. At one point, he grabs her and body slams her because he's trying to tell her to like calm the fuck down. Starts getting physical with the kids. At this point, he starts hitting them. Yeah, Uh, Dan said he created a, a rope out of aluminum foil and plastic and tied it around his genitals and if he didn't answer him how he wanted, he would squeeze him. So it started he started upping the ante, basically. He already had them beyond. And Dan said that one night, strangely, everyone had left. I'm kind of wondering if this was the day that, that he had gone to the dinner with Santos and his sisters. And he said he realized in that moment that he like had never really been alone in the house. He's like, it's the chaos of like all this shit. People is around da, 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 that almost keeps you there. Cause you can't think straight. You can't think for yourself. And he initially was going to go to the roof to just like Jump. be done with it. Cause he felt like he couldn't get away. And something about being on that rooftop and seeing the, the view of the city clicked in his brain. And he was like, I'm the fuck out. <laughs> and he walked, he went downstairs And left, left all his shit, didn't even care and just bounced. And he said anytime Larry called him, he wouldn't answer. He purposely filled up his schedule with more classes and another job, anything to kind of not let his mind go back to that house, you know? Mm -hmm. And it worked. He got away. Wow. Yeah. But here's the thing. Why didn't he tell anybody
0: Right. He this probably is the part, didn't trust I'm so confused. Him. He was probably trying to disassociate. Yeah. Like so that's what he, he said.
2: That's what he said. He said like, that he it was almost like it. he couldn't believe if it was real or not. So right. So they couldn't. Like, like, really no, I'm about right. to
0: fuck all y'all. Like once he got back into like the, those normal routines of doing things he was supposed to be doing, or like that real worry of life. And he was probably was thinking back to those things happening as opposed to being like, I need to save them, or I need to tell somebody it was like the every trauma. time he was thinking
2: back just the PTSD. Yeah. yeah, it was
0: probably coming in flashes that kept like getting away from him, like a dream, because it was like, "What the fuck was that? Like, what is that?" Ew, yeah, and like- you say
2: he was so caught up in like the feeling of what he had experienced, like the shock of it, the the stress of it, the fear of it, because he didn't know what Larry was gonna do now that he ran away, especially with him kind of convincing them that he had these government officials, you know, fight like after them and. He had just gotten in their head so bad that the, they literally didn't know how to distinguish between reality and, and what wasn't real.
4: Mm, mm, mm. And so then after he got said out, he had no happened?
2: equilibrium. After he got out, long story short, now basically he got replaced by that older sister.
4: Mm-hmm. So it was
2: like he gets replaced. He still has them frantic. Now he's filming them you know, uh making introduce these the fake violence, yeah. introduce the violence up the Annie. At this point, they he moves them to a house in North Carolina. People from Pine New York Hurst. love
3: moving to North Carolina.
2: <laughs> Cause that's kind of like when you're ready to settle down and buy a house to and you're to get married. <laughs> it's either Jersey or North, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> or the Poconos.
3: <laughs> Look, or not even Pennsylvania, PA. Out to PA. You know, they're moving out going to PA. To
2: Pol- you know, uh-huh. they bought a house in the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's so trippy. Mm-hmm. Dan, the one that escaped, was able to graduate. He still was able to have enough. Of, like, I, that's the part that I was like, wow, imagine going through all that Mm -hmm. because their graduation came up in spring 2013 so think about this he'd been with these kids since 2010 it's Mm -hmm. now 2013 graduation and at the graduation it was only dan it was raven it was talia his daughter who completely disappeared you don't even see her at the house when she moved back to the dorms it's like she put her friends in this position and then dipped bitch and I think it's really troubling that she was never charged with yep. anything at, in the end.
3: Because she damn sure was she's the accessory a co-conspirator, of the accessory. in my yep, opinion. Something. And I think For it's real. weird that
2: she got to kind of just like fly, you know, off the radar off of this case. I don't understand that. And then I know people might say, like, well, if he was this psychologically convincing, imagine what he did to his own kids.
0: Well, Apparently the ex-wife no. got to get a she charge too. I'm sorry, somebody else getting a charge because. The fact that this nigga out here doing this shit and been on some shit, like, so that yeah.
2: somebody,
0: where the parents at? Right. Go to the grave and get a mama and daddy in charge. I'm sorry. So now so. he's
2: in North Carolina because I think once he upped the ante with the abuse, he had to get them out of New York. You know what I mean? So that they wouldn't see their peers and their parents and their family because now they're like in really bad, bad, bad shape. If I'm but, not
3: mistaken, when I didn't mean to cut you off, but if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, when you cross state lines with people like that and you have them in your control or whatever, then it becomes a, a crime. It's called... It's, I don't know if it's human trafficking or whatever, but it's something legal that happens when you cross state lines
4: mm.
2: with
3: people that held captive like added that. to his charge. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, so he keeps them there. Now he ups the ante. Now he's lock, He's putting locks on the fridge. They can't eat until he says. They can't sleep until he says. He mm. up their... Ad. Now he's on Adderall. They say he was taking up to 100 oh, milligrams a day. So they say he's like while now he's getting he has health issues now they say he was getting these red marks on his legs but he's telling them that they were poisoning him trying to kill him he got That's the what they siblings have been doing. right he got the siblings against each other saying that they were poisoning each other long story short santos has enough he has a he has like a breaking point actually he had left before they went right. to north carolina he hit his breaking point He leaves, but now his sisters are still with Larry. They're the ones that were in North Carolina. The sister, the youngest one, has a crack in her mind at some point. She says she was out. He had them, like, moving trees and shit and doing all kinds of intensive land labor. Mm -hmm. She leaves, gets, this part I didn't understand. She says she got on the train. I'm like, how? (laughs) Maybe she just, like, ran in. Because she says she she managed to get through the woods, found the train station, but it's like Amtrak. Well, you know, Amtrak, they checking tickets and shit. Mm -hmm. So maybe she told them, I don't know. She said she managed to go to like a shelter back in the city. She said she was mortified to contact her family because she didn't know what was real or not. She didn't know if they were going to make her go back to Larry. She didn't know if her siblings would make her go back to Larry. So she just never talked to them again and just had to figure out how to like start a new life not knowing what was real, who to Damn. trust. Um the sister, the oldest sister. So now whoever's left is the oldest sister that was the doctor and Isabella which was his first mark. Right. Those are the only two left. And he gets raided by the FBI at this point cuz you know people start talking um the government contacts santos he finally at first he tries to defend him but when they play back recordings of how he was being treated which i'm like how the fuck did they get those recordings i don't know this is what i'm saying there was a lot of muddy shit he said it it was like there was
0: a plant that's
2: i'm like how they get it i don't know they um he says hearing it back just was like shocking because it's like not only did this shit really happen but it was a lot darker than like, I even, my realize brain is allowing me to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's almost like, you know, they say that biological thing in your brain where it protects you when things are like beyond your ability mm-hmm. to comprehend. It almost shuts down in a way he felt like he was going through that because the shock was just too great to his system. And
4: mm.
2: he finally opens up, tells them what's really happening. FBI raids it. They take him into custody so now where the documentary ends, and this is a part where I'm curious how y'all feel, they want to charge Isabella, his first mark, mm-hmm. as a co-conspirator because they felt that she was helping him. Because mm-hmm. she was the one that was like, you know, making the sexual advances with Dan. He, Oh, another thing I forgot to add, he had Claudia um, being an escort. That's how once he couldn't make the money off of the other kids, (laughs) he had her on like a back page type deal. Mm -hmm. And she was pulling, they said she made him like um, almost a million dollars.
0: Oh my God. She was
2: just working on the clock. Like it was like, they didn't even know physically how she was able to make that much money. And she was in bad shape. She was drugged up. Friends said like when the FBI raided and they finally got her out of there and she was like cooped up in some apartment That's how he was making his money, and and Isabella was helping him to keep her in check.
0: Good, burn her hands too.
2: No, but here's the part where it's kind of sad because it's like she was as brainwashed as the rest of them, but because she had been put on this pedal, a pedal on this pedestal of being his quote unquote partner, she got to kind of skate on being abused and all the other aspects. But it's like she's just as brainwashed. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about her being... I get it. I
4: get it. You know
2: what I mean? Like, it kind of sucks in a way. The daughter got to skate. Isabella ended up getting five years in the feds because they felt like regardless of the fact that, yes, she did endure this brainwashing similar to the other kids, but she still participated in their abuse. Talia didn't get any time, and he was doing 60 years in prison. At the age and he was already 63 when he went in.
3: Good. See ya dead. Bye, dead bitch. Yeah.
2: And they say Claudia, once she got out, remember this was the one he convinced had schizophrenia and had her doing escort escort work. She packed up and disappeared. Like she just Mm. like was was like, I just too much. Dan, the one that um he had convincing him he wasn't gay. He wrote a book. So there's a memoir. It's called The Slonem Woods Nine, in case mm-hmm. anybody wants to grab that. Yalitza ended up going back to college, to Columbia to finish school. Um, the one that was the doctor, yeah, the one that was the doctor, her brain damage is just too, so far gone that she's still wow. unraveling what's real and what's not. Because he had her thinking, like, he would do things to her where, like, he would make up stories about her dad abusing her.
3: I'm going to die first, personally. <laughs> what you got to lose? Like, I'd rather just go now before you get me to that point. I'm going to challenge you straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Because I'm either going to get us all free. I'm either going to give us us free. <laughs> like, I'm a side, or else I'm out. Either way, like, I'm going to be better off than I am at this point under your control. So that's and it. And it's
2: sad because t- till the very end, Isabella was standing 10 toes down thinking that, like, he really meant the best for her. And she just wasn't understanding what everyone else was seeing, how everyone else had turned. She was like, I'm the only one that's going to stick beside him and I'm still here and y'all trying to make him out to be someone he's not. It was bad. I think it was until the court case where they were like, you're facing five years. (laughs) That's where she cracked and was like, hold up now. Let me rethink some things. Because then she finally denounced him at the trial for the first time ever and said that she felt she got used uh, as a form of abuse. But she still was apologetic to everyone that suffered, you know, at, Mm. at her hands and at his hands. And Felicia's still trying to figure shit out. And it's just sad because he took decades of these kids li- like they're still in the shadow of it, you know, like right having now, to deal with the mental health ramifications. Be. Yeah. Not knowing they still struggling with what's real, what's not yeah. the paranoia of like, what if he really was involved with these government things? What like what don't we know? Like, who is he for real? They're his daughter who's nowhere to be found.
3: <laughs> she hid it. <laughs>
2: She sure the fuck did, which is crazy to me.
3: Running like ASAP Rocky in them Timberlands. You seen that that clip that's been going around (laughs) for the past two days of ASAP Rocky taking off running in Tim's. That's what she was she was like.
2: And Raven and them were saying that they had caught they had contacted the police, nobody helped them. The only reason that this really busted open the way that it did is because they found an alumni from Sarah Lawrence that was a freelance writer and was currently working with New York Magazine. And they managed to tell him, and he created a cover story that put Larry Ray on the cover of New York Magazine, which then, you know how that works, trickled yeah. into it. It was on the New York Post, and then mm. all the other magazines and media, and that's what made it catch fire. But the police, Sarah Lawrence, the school, nobody did anything to help these kids when they were asking for help.
3: First of all, Sarah Lawrence sound like a baked goods company.
2: <laughs> and in the end, you'll see they put out a statement where they were like, none of this was reported to us at the time. So like, which is which crazy because Claudia sent that email that cc the, the dean. So how can like, that's literal a receipt.
3: And much like so the little this, dean, that one said.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so this
2: was a story of stolen youth
3: Mm, the cult mm, mm. at
2: Sarah Lawrence Isn't that, some, isn't that the wildest Inside Is the he cult dead yet or he's Lawrence. still in
3: jail Larry he's still in jail still,
2: I think he's still in jail yeah I hope, they, I hope just, they
3: fuck him up
2: He just got sentenced I think it was like, um, In 2021 or 2022 So it's very recent
0: I hope
3: they so fuck him up So he's just at
2: the top of his bid yeah, I hope I'm he don't sure. get to talk
0: to nobody His manipulating ass
2: and all the kids are just trying to, like, figure out the pieces, so...
0: I don't think it's going to work in there.
2: What do you mean?
3: I will tell you, but here coming a fucking ambulance <laughs> is fucking up my vibe. <laughs> I was really finna go. I had created a funny scenario. I was about to react. Re- I was about to, you know, reenact where he was trying to do it on the people. And it's like, ah, ah, motherfucker, we come from here, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that motherfucker, I get it to go right, home. Right, Shut your ass right, up. bitch. It yeah, ain't flying in here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they him saw trying atomic. to, like,
2: start a new so, army. Yeah. At the, oh, yeah, my God. Right. Could you imagine? But, like, motherfucker, I heard you ain't
3: even had your and own place. They looking at him like James Harden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck him.
2: But that's the really part bad where for those I was... People. I feel terrible for them. Cause terrible for them. Because they all grown
0: now. They grown. They're, they're adults. Out here Some of the them world. might have kids, and they still have to, like, you know, do, like work through this and be good parents and stuff. Like... Because it's terrible when you're impressionable, you're in college, you're at the height of your youth, you partying, you know what I'm saying? Then you go from partying to all of a sudden y'all doing this health work to you're being manipulated and y'all us don't even know it. Like that shit's fucked up.
2: And these are the kind of scars that you have to work on probably yep. forever, the duration yep. of your life. Otherwise you'd
3: be walking around like K. Michelle.
2: Wow. And like Felicia said, to so this day she don't know what's real and what's not, what's her thoughts versus what are his thoughts.
3: Yeah, but that's on her at this point. <laughs> Cause bitch, you've been out long enough to have <laughs> a handle <Stop>. on things. <laughs>
2: no, this is traumatizing. I think the part that shocked me was like how quickly he got to her. You yeah, know, because within yeah. weeks, like, I'm joking, but you're right. like, this kids. is some crazy shit. Yeah, he'd been grooming these kids for like a year or two, but with her, it was like weeks, like boom, she's like at the house completely deteriorated i'm like what is it and i was having a debate about it because i'm like yo what if loki really is some black ops (laughs) like and you know like we don't actually know because that type of skill set i know dustin you were joking saying he could probably read a book but still he got to them so quick yeah Yeah. and to ruin their lives to this capacity something Something is amiss there's, there's some things That we just won't know I feel that way And it could be My conspiracy theory brain Maybe he's just A scammer From around the way That just right. got The right people Who knows But we don't I mean know. you
0: really Don't know And it is sad Like it's sad to think for Isabella And Felicia That's uh, the older Sister name Santos yeah. sister. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah What happened to Santos He oh, he hit it first Right or he, he hit he the it first yeah. The family. Yeah. But it's, yeah You would have thought It, it would have for... been By Felicia But it was by Santos <laughs> <laughs> Okay
2: And he okay. lives at home now Because he has not Managed to get Get on his feet. Like he's like, I, I like trying to keep a job, trying to even just like be a person. Yeah. It's just been really challenging. Yeah, because you're back
0: you're seen, and then all that shit is a lie. So it's like fuck, like you know, you're, I'm sure that's gonna fuck you up for the rest of your life. But back to the two girls, like it sucks for them because they were being manipulated and and even uh, Claudia too. You know, they were also be, he was using their bodies too. Like, right. so it's like he's yeah. manipulating their brains and fucking with Physically, their bodies and their profiting off of them. So it's like yeah. really that type of shit is like literally for the rest of their lives in some form or fashion on like fuck with them, and I hate that.
2: Yeah, and y'all see,
0: we're gonna be co (laughs) workers.
2: Y'all see, in the doc, (laughs) there's a part where he had divided the siblings, the three of them, so much so that like Felicia went to knock on Yalisa's door to be like, I love you, like, she figured out where she lived, like, let's fix this. And Yolita literally wouldn't open the door Hmm. because she said she just didn't know, like, is Larry sending her, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they have this forever like paranoid estrangement
4: yeah yeah but, but they
2: did they did show in the end that they're like they Talking. finally saw each other she finally opened the door and they're like slowly rebuilding but there's always that thing in the back of your mind this like, how Is they this be doing real? around
3: each other they be like
0: this i'm terrified
2: dustin <laughs> but that's <Yeah>. it <laughs> what did y'all think yeah. of this one this one was wild right
3: Very wild. And And I didn't even really
2: tell everything because it was just impossible to fit it into one episode. But that was just like mind blowing.
3: This is crazy. And it just makes you more. It just it makes me I'm not going to say what it makes everybody do. It makes me want to have much more of a heightened, keen sense of awareness of my surroundings and the people I'm around.
4: And the people you let in.
3: The people you let in. The, the ideas that you open your mind to, shit like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. People just know that nobody has it all figured out. Nobody mm-hmm. has the keys to life. Everybody's trying to do the best that they can do. Some people have great, healthy ways to manage the everyday stresses in life that would incline a person to be open to this sort of communication and shit. But no one has the keys. No one. So yeah. do not believe people when they tell you that they do and they can offer you a different way of living or a different experience in life. They cannot. There are things and people that can help you deal with the the everyday anxieties of life. But don't nobody have it all figured out and especially not a bitch named Larry.
2: (laughs) And they find out that his real name is Larry Greco. Oh God. It wasn't even Larry Ray. See the
3: insurance people.
2: And it's true what you're saying, even with the gurus. I mean, look how they're slowly falling apart. Dalai Lama, the shit we've heard about Gandhi. Like, even people that position themselves as these leaders, you always hear in the back end, like, it is absolutely not what you thought it was, you know? right? Like you said, we're all figuring it out.
0: I just would like to leave on the note of Times like these, I am thankful for being a person of color. It is sad that people of color had to deal with trauma for, you know, so early on in our experience and for the history of our experience. Right. But because of some of these, I feel like that's why we are so cautious as a people. But the
2: siblings were Dominican.
0: We're all, well, see. There I mean, they was Dominican. They wasn't, the you know. The rest
2: were white, but they were, those three were the, definitely the Dominican.
0: People, if they were Dominicans that had been, you know, third, fourth, fifth generation, maybe, you know, had a little bit more dealings with the white people here, they would realize or know better than to be in certain situations. Because that's why we're no black people. I mean, not to say that this couldn't happen <laughs> to black people. I just pray that it does not. I pray it does happen to anybody. because This,
4: yeah.
3: Larry this Greco. slimy, rotten bastard played right into their... Experience as Dominican-Americans and different right. things have that they immigrant had. Right, yeah. the having The mom was
2: never home because she's overworked.
3: He played yeah. right into that. So mm-hmm. I think that that
0: was all the more reason. Because there's a particular type of black he could have hooked on.
2: And you know what? And low-key, I'm sure that's why a lot of, and this is my peoples, but I'm going to keep it real, that, that, um idolizing whiteness too mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. assuming
2: that because he's this white man that's quote-unquote intellectual and da, 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 and he traveled and knows these languages yeah. mm-hmm. they just kind of like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that- take our kids no questions asked and i hate that that proximity to whiteness you know how it's just like that's what most people want my people included and that's Friend. why i think shit like this can go down
0: I'll double down with you with your, the afro tl Latina, right? Like mm-hmm. black. There is a certain set of black people that right. would end up in this situation. <laughs> well, where now, I don't want to call them out because I am not one. So, I don't wanna, <laughs> but you, you, I mean, I, it, we could break down types of black people that might end up in this situation. But I don't want it to happen, so I'm not doing that. I'll do it. You know, I don't <laughs> give no, a damn. First of all,
3: this this, <laughs> this 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 plays directly into black people and their their propensity to be conservative you know, when it's all said and done. So the idea of a systematic, you know, behavioral environment or a, anything that is related to, to a big idea theory when it comes to faith and shit like that, black people are more inclined to believe in it, to be honest with you. That's why they all black people love church. They love having a a pastor or someone to a deity of some sort. They love that shit. And especially when it is um, accompanying, belief systems that are judgmental and archaic and conservative by definition. That's who black people are. So us being forward thinking, progressive black people that are exposed to certain, to different ways of living, we're in a bubble, whether or not y'all know it, we are in the minority, the majority of black people. That's why it's so hard to make progress in certain states and in certain areas when it comes to laws and legislation and shit like that, because Mm -hmm. traditionally and, and again, once again, further to my point about Kanye and Sunday service, Black China in front of that big cross, people know that if you ever want to get the majority and the mass crowd on your side, lean directly into faith and religion, lean directly mm-hmm. into that shit and, 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 and what identifies as conservative leaning and traditional in value systems and thought y'all can come get me if y'all want to I'm turning on black people today goddamn. that's what it is you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's why this works on black people yep. unfortunately yeah yep. that's why
2: that part really frustrated me when they sold their house and their car and I was like yeah. wow and he knew to target them you know that's yeah. the part that really pissed me off as immigrants mm-hmm. it's like Oof, that frustrated up. me because that could have been my mom. Like yeah. ooh, even though my mom would have been like, What? Yeah. <laughs>
4: okay.
2: I'm giving my house a ooh.
4: So right.
2: I don't know, but check it out. It's Stolen Youth, the cult, the cult at Sarah Lawrence, and it's on Hulu. It's a three part series. Like I said, I touched on as much as I could. Fit into an hour but obviously there was a lot more that went down and and even just witnessing the deterioration because like i tried to express what it was like but you have to see it it is unreal what he did to those kids Uh, and just what their lives are like now you know having to pick up the pieces so
4: i hope it's like as hell
2: i do wonder like man i don't know who is this man but Check that out. And that is it for this week's hot button. Asante, I think we should jump into the Music Man because I have talked enough.
0: <laughs> I am actually going to be forfeiting the Music Man segment this week.
2: Oh,
0: um, look
2: at Dustin. <laughs> we will
0: we will reconvene next week with a list of uh, a bunch of things piece. to talk about. Oh, well, uh, do you have sh- a song you want to share, Dustin? Do you, you have look songs you want to...
2: Look at face. He's like, hold on.
0: Uh, uh, no, I, I just... No, I just... I just I'm hard. Okay. I mean, I just... I'm hard now
2: saying so All right,
0: well... But if you if you would
2: it like happens, to It happens cuz last week was a hard week.
3: <laughs> let's take it on home. So on television, I am definitely watching Love and Marriage Huntsville. The new season has premiered. We're 3 episodes into this season and the last season supporting cast Several of those uh, people have been moved up to the main cast and we're getting much, much more involved in the story uh, that connects all of these people together. And it's making for great television. Can which you one is this done one? It again, this is Love and Marriage Huntsville.
2: Oh, yeah. on all
3: network, which you know about. <laughs> so like Kiki and <sighs> Tiffany, they're all Stormy. They're all main cast now. Okay. Um, and the stories have evolved. And Tiffany is nine months, eight and nine months pregnant in these scenes and letting the chopper sing verbally. <laughs> she is saying whatever's <laughs> on her mind and calling shit out, and it's making for great TV. So make sure y'all watch that. Um, we're watching Love is Vine season four on the binge. I watched ahead and completed what did it. you think? Um, I'm gonna save it for the binge. <laughs> but just know <laughs> sure. my thoughts and <laughs> prayers are <laughs> with all the viewers. <laughs>
2: I heard that um, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are apparently, well, I don't know, allegedly fired.
3: This time,
4: good it's time.
2: <laughs> from hosting, and they might be hiring one of the couples that actually won. I think from like the first season. I don't know if y'all remember the black Lauren, girl. And,
3: Cameron. I, yep, I Lauren
2: and Cameron. Yep, I know Lauren and Cameron. Yep, I know it. That makes to- much
3: more sense. Um, Lauren and Cameron and Carlton, they were people who put that series on the map in season one. Controversial, mm-hmm. love them or hate them or not. They were the people who made this show something to talk about in season one. So I love to see that, that you know, circle back around like that. I'm, one I'm of curious.
2: The people,
3: yeah. Yeah. What who always thought like? that American Idol's judges panel should have been Jennifer Hudson, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood and Adam Lambert
2: that's fine that would have been great or maybe like Ruben
3: or yeah like bring those people in and let them now jennifer is a fucking egot you know what i'm saying like let them carry under with multiple grammys success adam lambert success you know what i'm saying let them come in and judge this shit and let their, their
4: experience point of right mm-hmm. so
3: i think that that's a great idea um what else do you guys need to watch right now did,
2: wait did you watch the reunion yet
3: yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. That's why I'm glad Apparently, to that's why fired. they got
2: fired. Cause Cause
3: she was mean. really
0: overbearing. It was terrible.
2: And then all the questions about the babies and who's babies. Babies.
0: And yeah.
3: even as a host, your job is to, then this is why everybody can't do it, right? Because it is challenging to find the sweet spot of holding talent accountable or remaining unbiased, right? In your right. delivery. Vanessa was very overbearing, very. Rude,
2: opinionated
3: opinionated rude and slanted in her delivery and unfortunately that just doesn't translate well in the host position um there's a way to and that's what makes brilliant journalists brilliant journalists that's what makes great television hosts great skill. television hosts it's a skill set and those are two different things i want to be clear on that journalists and tv hosts are different mm-hmm. but like you know it's what makes those who are good at it good at it, and those who are not not so, um, it will be great to see some new energy in there to really get to the bottom line of some of these stories that we're told on these shows. Um, so make sure y'all watch the binge watch, uh, excuse me, watch Love and Love is Blind season four that we're recapping currently on the binge. I'm so we start, excited. yeah, soon, uh, this week actually, tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. tomorrow, yeah, that'll be great. Um, also, the Real Housewives of Atlanta comes back in two weeks on May 7th on bravo um season 15 is going to be very exciting i heard in the first episode things really get um heated um between Sheree and kenya between speaking <laughs> of love and marriage huntsville martel and kenya because you know him and Sheree are dating so, him so and he's kenya on Moore, the show he filmed this first event and Sheree is actually going to be on love and marriage huntsville this season too uh, her and tiffany have an argument so the overlap will be interesting Mm. Um also premiering on May March seventh or May seventh after Real Housewives of Atlanta is Summer House Martha's Vineyard, I which is an all black home. cast. Did you yes. see
2: Alex on it? I
3: did see Alex. <laughs> shout out to Alex and, and shout out to Alex. Breakthrough, get all the, Our homie the visibility, Alex is on attraction. the traction. Yeah, yes, that's funny. Um, but we need to make sure that we support that because it is a black iteration of the Summer House franchise, and we need as many eyes and views on it as we can get so that they can support it with dollars yeah. and more seasons of production. So. Watch it. Give it a chance. If you don't watch Summer House otherwise, watch this one. Um, and let's give this young black talent the visibility, of the same platform and opportunities that the Vanderpump Rules cast has, that the Candy in the Gang cast should have had. Let's give it to this um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard cast. Um, and also, let's get into boxing. Let's boxing. get into Boxing.
2: Mm, oh I God. can't watch boxing.
3: I can. I wish I was a boxer low key. I feel the like way the way their faces
2: look and the puff mm-hmm. and the blood, it just, I can't. I can't. Oh, it's abusive look, and it just makes me you. sad.
3: And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing, right? Um, and, and I respect that. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm scared like, of the boxing BBO girls. I <laughs> have been fascinated by all of these. Um, other matches that are going on. We know that Big Lex from I'm this, when you Wait, sit by, and, and Megan James from Bad Girls. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't watch violence. Maybe that's what the sirens means. But Big Lex <laughs> and Megan James from Bad Girls Club who now runs the podcast that asks everybody the questions she shouldn't ask. They're having a, a fight um, in the ring and things have already gotten testy amongst the two. So there's an interest I have in, in what's going on in boxing right now. Um, Big Lex is the woman from
0: Jocelyn's Cabaret for, with the famous tagline. What is it, Dustin?
3: Damn, double homicide. <laughs> That's Big Lex. So her and Megan James have a fight coming up uh, that I want to see who's going to win. And there's a lot of other things coming on TV right now that we need to just pay attention to. So if can you y- just, ain't been watching, watch them. Can you mm-hmm. just
0: tell us uh, your, uh, your thoughts on the Ultimate Girls trip? Oh, sure.
3: Ultimate Girl Strip on Peacock. This was oh, season three. I um, yeah, there was really nothing. Ultimately, people are saying it was boring, but I don't necessarily think it was boring. I just think it lacked, even with the, the, the strong um, history of discord that exists between Whitney and Heather from Salt Lake City, who are blood relatives, and Candace and Giselle from Potomac, the Potomac cast, who want to get it in blood you know what I'm saying I just think that even with those pre-existing storylines it just lacked points of interest it just it simply was yeah. not as interesting we were happy to see Portia back on TV looking pretty and being funny um but it just lacked something to sink my teeth into which honestly once if I'm being keeping it a buck I love Bravo but once that cast was announced. I was like, oh, okay, this was gonna be—you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares yeah. about Alexia and Marisol and what they got to say from Miami? I you know what them I'm saying? <laughs> I, f- I thought Alexia was funny, but like, they're who funny cares? to me.
2: But I get it because even Ooh. I fell off and and. I thought maybe it's because I didn't know enough of them to really feel connected, you know. But the, I feel like the, the arguing about who stole a bottle of liquor, like it just was like, OK, it that's where I fell off. Dumb, I just was like, like well, I, I don't need to watch this. They, <laughs> they that, that bottle it. all
0: the way to the, the last episode. I
2: mean, it just was like, what? This is where I kind of snapped out of it. Like, what am I doing with my life?
0: At least they,
2: they showed <laughs> who took the
0: bottle, too. Yeah, Heather and Whitney stole that
3: damn bottle and put <gasps> no. it. They stole it and they have put it out in an outdoor pool. shower. Yeah, outdoor shower. No. Yeah, outdoor
2: pool. Just to be petty.
3: Yeah, they stole it, stole it from Giselle. And she's so they had,
2: dumb. Um What's Pepsi. his name? Pepsi crying and shit. That's not cool.
0: Low kid it made me love him even more. So.
2: <laughs> Me too.
3: And I'm going to say this too. I didn't appreciate Giselle's commentary when Pepsi was expressing his frustration and Portia apologized to him and she was like, listen, I'm sorry we were doing... She cut Lee off, which was funny. But she and apologized to Pepsi and Giselle was like, he don't live here. He getting the check. He getting paid to be here. Basically saying like, we can put him through this uncomfortable experience right. at work. I didn't like that because he's because
2: nope. he's the help in her I didn't, eyes. And I didn't, and and I didn't like that. With that
3: at all. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I'm a person who my father raised us to tip well, and he mm-hmm. said that, that was important, and just having a respect overall for people who help your ass get shit done, and and, and not demeaning and looking at. The serve people who work in the service industry as less than that's right. a, that's just as much of a legitimate occupation as anything else anybody is doing and I'm I I don't like that kind of shit I don't like nobody yeah. making oh, people saying. feel like that but I, I, I like peeped that.
2: that when there was a scene where they were coming off of that boat they had mm-hmm. been on all day I don't know if y'all peeped and she was coming off and one of the guys was holding her bag and he like he was holding it up so she could take it and she just grabbed it. But it was in such like a that. like rude way, you know. It wasn't like, oh, thank you, like I, you know. Just was she just grabbed it like he was a hook on a wall. I don't
0: like that. See, I, I like people like that. that- I, I love people that when we're on vacation everyone is super nice to everyone that we with because we on vacation that's and especially because we like to vacation in black places <laughs> like it's just something you become about, friends
2: befriending yeah. knowing names like, I'm not that's treating how nobody like move. no damn
0: dog I'm like look Dustin this text me back this always things like this always take me right back to that dinner <laughs> what we had to tell our girl like don't be clapping your fucking hands. don't talk to oh, nobody my God. Like, uh-uh. like don't disrespect nobody like <laughs> if you're that. if you're serving me it, you're like I am thankful and glad that you have come to work today and you are helping me out so I can relax in this restaurant thank you so much like I'm not sitting up here thinking like uh, you need to be happy you getting paid like no right. fuck that like don't act like that over nothing for nobody
2: Woo, Sorry. right
3: that's so ugly to me for real for real like and it just says, says a lot, lot.
2: yep
0: there you, you go. go. <laughs> it says a lot about
3: who you yeah, are. What's like. going on? I know.
2: We
0: right? had, look, we in sync. Look, we all on the same page.
2: <laughs> and so, you
0: know,
3: that being said, those are the things I think y'all should watch on TV right
2: now. And succession. And beef. Oh, well, no,
3: right, we can't watch beef. on, on they, Succession. they did
2: not fucked up beef, child.
3: <laughs> I think I'm going to watch it, but I understand <laughs> no, why everybody didn't. ain't watching it. And, I, and fuck that man that did all that bullshit.
2: Mm hmm. And That's fucked that. up beef. But sorry, man, we
0: ain't got to binge it, right?
3: We oh can't right! Go.
2: Look at us, we knew. But we knew.
0: We
3: said we're gonna look. Whoa, okay, we're gonna wait on that one.
4: <laughs>
2: With that being said, this was a long one, but we made it up because last week we didn't have a show at all, right. and we love we you. We're so happy to much. be here. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined
4: <laughs> I'm here for a good
3: time.
2: We love you so much. We thank you for listening.
3: Stay black and protect your magic. That's right. Don't get in no code. Oh. <laughs> Stay woke. Shit. Purr.
2: Fuck okay, Larry purr. and Fuck Larry. Right. And that's all pur wines, and urban wineries.
4: <laughs> that's
0: it. Straight up.
2: <laughs> Bye.
1: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart.